0: Benders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. And I'm
1: Tammy.
0: Hooray! And, and we have Nuchas with us. <laughs> we have a new a new co-host. <laughs> it's Nuchas. <laughs> we're used to having extra people. Um, yeah, second second week we're back with have just me and Tammy, but we got the awesome newchas in. Because uh, we needed a pro to help us through uh, this kind of tester format this week. So we we called in the big guns. No pun intended with it being the Punisher. No pun intended. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nuchas, Nutty, thank you for coming back.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: We love having you on here. And you're watching week by week aren't you or sort of two, uh, two episodes well, by two I'm episodes
2: one episode ahead of you guys ah. because uh, I think your format of doing two episodes at a time by the way works really well Oh, because ooh. episode two and three really work together yeah and, yeah and um created uh some good momentum that my husband and I were like well now we got to watch the next episode <laughs> <laughs> and we're allowed to yeah, <laughs> and we're allowed. Um, so I am one episode ahead of you guys, but uh, so far, I'm I'm really digging it. Oh, that's
0: cool. Yeah, I was worried because usually like, the, the first two episodes sit quite well together. Um, and I was actually thinking last week, I was like, oh, are they... Because I couldn't really remember what happened in which episode. And I was like, oh, is it going to throw a spanner in the works that we're then doing two and three? But when I was watching it, I was like, oh, no, they do fit quite well together. And it might be partly because they have the same writer, because usually you have the same writer for parts, uh, episodes one and two, and then you go into uh-huh. maybe other writers. But um, the the first three episodes were written by Steve Lightfoot, who's the show creator. So maybe that kind of helps it as well, that it feels like it just kind of seamlessly goes into the next episode.
2: I also think if you did one and two together, it wouldn't be as good, because mm-hmm. two is kind of a letdown. At, you know, like yeah. on its own, mm-hmm. it needs episode three to really make it stronger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean they do feel like a one big episode. These two episodes, so I thought yeah. it worked quite well together. Um, cool. Uh, do you guys want some news? Sure. Uh, I've only got a little bit. Big news is the trailer for Avengers Infinity War. The first trailer for it has dropped. Have you guys seen that?
2: i'm saving it
0: yeah i i have not either because i decided with the new star wars and with infinity war i was like i'm fed up of being spoiled on things in trailers mm-hmm. so i'm going to save save it and not watch the trailers so i haven't seen any of the, the trailers for the um uh last jedi coming out um and i had a phone call with uh my friend vicky this afternoon um and she said oh yeah the uh, infinity war trailer i loved it when blah, 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 happened and i was like no 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 i'm not gonna watch it i want to remain in sports she was like oh yeah but this happened and this and i liked it oh. when this happened and i was like you just told me everything that happens in the trailer so i feel like i've seen it even though i haven't but it, there seems to have been a good reaction to it anyway
2: so, I, if you haven't that, seen it, that, go that and check it out. sounds a lot like a friend of mine, Jason. Uh, <laughs> oh, you former guest Jason, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I made a rule a couple of years ago, and it's been working out really well for me, for um, geek movies. Watch one trailer. Mm-hmm. No more. And
0: don't watch clips. Also- I don't understand people who watch clips of Oh, God, it drives me films. crazy.
2: Because I have the kind of memory that when I've seen something before... It takes me out of it when Mm -hmm. I'm watching the movie, if I see that scene, because I've seen it so many times. So I give myself one trailer and I try to let that happen naturally. So it'll usually happen when I'm going to see a movie for something else. Mm -hmm. And it's worked really well because I when I used to just consume all the trailers and get super excited, I would be disappointed when I got into the theater. Yeah, because the trailers are not made by the people who make the movie. So they're so often very different.
0: And more and more more nowadays as well, we get trailers that feature scenes that don't even end up in the final film.
2: Exactly. And we can point to Suicide Squad, where everybody thought it was going to be a Joker movie, Mm -hmm. not knowing what the Suicide Squad was about, um, (laughs) and got really, really disappointed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, Justice League trailer, I know, um, the first one, I think, that showed at Comic-Con, there was... uh, Tons of scenes in that that didn't end up in the final film. Like, tons of scenes that people were really excited about, apparently, and none of them showed up in the final film.
2: The, the only scenes from Justice League that are important to watch, and I've watched them isolated, are Jason Momoa with <laughs> his shirt off. Yes,
0: I agree. <laughs> I would also say Batman's reaction when a certain character comes back into the film, because I laughed for about 15 minutes at that. There were little hearts in his eyes, and it was adorable. But I agree, Jason Momoa, he's a beautiful man. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, other news uh, there has been some covers, uh, there was a photo shoot done by Vanity Fair to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, it's quite cool. There's some photos of like, lots of, well, the main characters and lots of the supporting characters as well so some of them you get a look at new costumes so um but you also get looks at like the costumes from black panther um uh, evangeline lily's costume from ant man and the wasp so they're quite cool jeremy wren is spotting a cool mohawk that's quite cool so check them out yay (laughs) yay and then last bit of news i have is there are more rumors lately there's been rumors for ages But there's uh, more and more rumours about a possible deal um, coming to fruition between Fox and Marvel in regards to Fox's characters. So if that did happen, that would mean we might see characters like the X-Men or Deadpool show up in the Marvel Universe, which I don't know how I feel about it. I would love Deadpool to show up. X-Men, I I don't really want them to show up in the MCU because I feel like they're their own universe,
2: like, well, I feel like I feel like uh X Men their story has been played. Yeah. And and true. like it was going way off the rails and then they fixed it with um the time travel. Um and then like after Logan, I'm like, Yeah, we're good. We've seen mm-hmm. the end. We know we know what happened there. Um but I could you know, like with Deadpool, a couple of stray characters coming out of uh, you know, X Mansion is, is totally cool.
3: Yeah. And speaking
2: yeah. of Deadpool, the Bob Ross uh, <laughs> spot is yeah. it's amazing. The one thing I like about Deadpool trailers is um, it's not so much about what's in the movie. It's all this extra stuff that they
0: film. Their marketing is amazing for yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Um, I, have, uh, I work in an art shop and um, we have three art shops. And one of my other art shops, our head office one, sells the Bob Ross paints. And we have a TV in that shop, and I convinced my my boss to play the Deadpool trailer. (laughs) Because I was like, it's got Bob Ross in it, you should play it. It'll be in silent, there won't be any bad language. So he's played it in the stall. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Our shop isn't big enough to stock the Bob Ross paints, um, which makes me sad. Um so I said instead I'm going to buy a little Funko Pop of Bob Ross and put it on the tills as like the pa- the patron saint of our store like our father Bob Ross. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah yeah. Uh so that's the news for this week so only sort of little bits and pieces. Um obviously the big new sort of uh, comic book stuff from the last week has been uh, uh Justice League's release. Um, and the Runaways TV series has been released now as well, which I haven't seen any of. Uh, which is a Marvel property, um, and I also haven't seen any of Gifted yet. So I don't know if anyone, any listeners, are watching Gifted. What you think of it? I've heard really good things about it, um, but there's just too many comic book shows to watch. Yeah, I've, ho- I've heard good things about both shows. I just
4: haven't watched them yet either. Yeah, you're right. It's
0: too much. Yeah, right now I've got to catch up on Riverdale first. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Hey, that's a comic book show. Exactly, it's the most important one. <laughs>
2: it's, it's going a little off the rails uh, this season, but it's it's still a, a great
4: show. <laughs> oh, come it. on, you gotta love Jingle Jangle. <laughs> Jingle <laughs> uh, Jangle is like the best name for a drug I love Yeah,
0: it. I'm waiting it's for so them Riverdale. to introduce Sabrina the Teenage Witch into Riverdale. Oh it be gosh, amazing.
1: He's
0: so good. <laughs> yeah, in the same universe. Um, so okay. So this week we are covering episodes 2 and 3 of season 1 of The Punisher. Episode 2 is Two Dead Men. Uh, Two Dead Men was written by Steve Lightfoot, show creator and directed by Tom Shankland, who directed the first episode as well. And episode 3 is called Kandahar and was written by Steve Lightfoot and directed by Andy Goddard. Uh, Episode 2, the synopsis is A Mysterious Phone Call Forces Frank's Hand. Meanwhile, Madani goes digging for suspects and Curtis delivers a message. And episode three is Frank skips the subtlety while interrogating Micro. Brutal memories of top secret missions shed light on Frank's past. So we had discussed last week that we were going to kind of go through it in terms of characters. And I made a list of sort of the characters that pop up. Basically, any character that has like their own scene, uh, maybe we should touch on. Um, or are an important part of another scene. So the characters I have are Frank, Micro, Madonnie, Curtis, Karen, Billy, and Lewis. Uh, should we start with Frank? Yeah. So pretty much with, like, these episodes, I mean, episode two, pretty much the, the two episodes, like Nutty was saying, is, is they go in quite well together, because it's all really a cat and mouse game between Frank and
2: Micro. Yeah. And I I love... There were a couple of things that were happening in, um, especially in episode two mm-hmm. that you knew they were coming. But oh, okay. Good, like you know? which ones? Well, like when he, he's in the trunk. And oh like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Frank's gotta be in the trunk there. And then he comes out and you're like, yeah. And it's not like a, Oh, I saw that coming. It's like, yeah, that's what should happen. And then when, uh, uh, when he's interrogating, um, the guy from uh, Red Dawn, uh, when he's interrogating him, and he gets the gun, and it right then I'm like, oh, oh, that's a good interrogation technique, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and my husband's like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, he did that on purpose <laughs> because torture doesn't work. Yes, you exactly. guys love to monologue. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Nutty, what like, you're saying is you're going to get a shirt that says, "What would Frank do?" And you're basically going to think like that in all situations, be like, well, what would Frank
2: do? He'd do this. No, so. no, no, not in reality. In, in fiction, as I said in my email last week, in fiction, it's fun. Yeah. But in reality, no. <laughs> it's frightening.
0: It is good because like when he does that bit with Wolf, he does just basically yeah. get Wolf to the monologue. <laughs> it's like, yes, this yeah. is my evil plan. This is totally what we did. And then Frank's like, well, thank you. Now I, <laughs> you don't need to be alive. <laughs>
2: Goodbye. I, I love the whole thing about how uh, Wolf is explaining to him that torture doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And and he knows because he's tried it and it just it doesn't work. You don't get accurate information from torture. Yeah. And I just the 24 era drove me up the freaking wall <laughs> because it was something that was being debated in politics yeah. at the same time and every week people were watching Jackie B torture a suspect and getting the information to save the day and it drove me up the wall because I'm like you'll say anything mm-hmm. to get out and, of that situation and, yeah and and so it drove me up the wall so I love seeing this realistic yeah it doesn't work
0: <laughs> okay well I, I've got actually a general question it's something I was going to bring up for you guys that I read in an article today um, about well, it was someone's opinion about the series. So this is a good point because you just referenced 24. I read a comment um, of someone saying they they really like this show. They couldn't decide if they like this show more than Daredevil, which seems to be their favourite show. But that this um, didn't feel like a comic book show at all. It felt like Jack Bauer in a skull vest. I mean, we don't see the skull vest yet. But from these first three episodes, um, we, I mean, we really don't get many comic book mentions in terms of if you didn't know it's a comic book but like tying into the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe we even don't get a mention of the incident which they've done in all the other shows we actually get a mention of nine eleven, which when I heard that I nearly fell off my chair um because yeah. <laughs> they they haven't mentioned it in the others they've seemed to you know obviously it is a thing that's happened in um the Marvel Cinematic Universe but they tend to reference the incident more you know like oh yeah remember when aliens flew out of a portal in the sky and attacked the city um so it kind of was surprising to me that they used 9-11 instead of the incident like what what do you what are your guys thoughts on that so far like a few episodes in because it definitely has a different feel to the rest of the shows
4: yeah i i think that i'm gonna say reality mostly um but this <laughs> is more grounded in reality than the other shows are, like, there's not I think it would be it would feel weird for them to mention things like the incident I think, because that's not Frank's reality his reality has been going to war, being part of something that he didn't know at the time, but was, you know, dirty Mm -hmm. you know, military tactics that he thought were down by the government saying here's what you guys are supposed to be doing not knowing that none of this was sanctioned and so i don't think he cares much about things like what's the daredevil doing
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you
4: know who's this rich guy with an iron fist like nobody he doesn't care
0: yeah yeah
4: um because that's not his world so i think it would be strange for
0: it to be brought up in the show well like, he did he Jonathan, did shoot I ninjas think. in daredevil
2: season two yeah, I think that so. was just. You know, <laughs> yeah, cause he had to. he? <laughs> because he was going yeah. after ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the comics, uh, the Punisher is the anti-comic. Yeah. It's it's not about tights. It's not about superpowers. It's about a guy who's pissed off and is taking it into his own hands. I mean, it is. Uh, I described the trailer for Punisher, by the way as white guy porn right down to the
1: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> and that's what the punisher has always been um and when you view it in that lens okay this is this is that fantasy of when you know it's the falling down thing without I was thinking it. falling down yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it's, it's just like that um and it's uh you know that his rules are basically I only go after bad guys and everybody I kill deserves it Mm-hmm. And I don't care about collateral damage. Yeah. Um. But I don't think that it's twenty-four revamped because twenty-four to me was so steeped in like political propaganda. I couldn't. Watch mm-hmm. it. I hated. I hated twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it was just so rah, We're Americans, and ah, uh, Jackie Come B can on. do no wrong, but he's yeah. constantly I'm, doing wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I I didn't watch twenty-four. I, I was going to be like. Yay,
0: America! I yeah, saw twelve yeah. I episodes of Twenty Four. Uh, I, I saw twelve episodes of season one, and I was, it was, it was alright. I mean, I, I barely remember anything about it. But I, I remember thinking, I, I didn't understand how they were going to stretch it to twenty four hours because I felt like the story had kind of should be called twelve instead of twenty four because it sort of felt like it had almost wrapped up. And I was like, I've got no interest in watching another twelve episodes of this for this season. Uh, and then I haven't watched any since. So it's, you know, it's just not my kind of show.
2: The few episodes I was forced to watch because of social obligations, uh, I <laughs> went out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I couldn't separate what was going on in reality and what was being presented in the show and yeah. how that was shaping the minds of voters.
0: Yeah. And well, they kind of touch on stuff like that in this this show with um, some of the other characters, which we we'll sort of getting into a bit uh, mm. later with Curtis and his his group. Um, but what do you guys think about like Frank's tactics to, uh, with micro in this,
2: uh, in these episodes? I love it. Yeah. I, I, I go ahead.
4: I was going to say, I think Frank is, is doing what, what he does best. Like he, he knows how, I mean, he knows how to torture people in the correct way. That sounds really bad, but, like <laughs> but he, he thinks he knows what's going to work with everybody. And he yeah. knows people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about just hurting people. It's about getting to them so he gets the information he needs. Um, and watching him just not listen to Micro the entire time and just waiting for information, like that that's him. Yeah. yeah.
0: And waiting well, for
1: a reason to kill him.
0: He's very methodical because, like, with this whole Micro yeah. situation comes up, he kind of is like, right, well, someone must have talked. Who's on the list? It's. Curtis, it's yeah. Karen, and he sort of goes to them, you know, and um, it, it, just the way he sort of does it is, yeah, is very methodical, but I like that Micro gets the upper hand as well on yeah. on Frank. Yeah. Um, we, we'll talk about, obviously, Micro in a bit. We get a few more f- sort of flashbacks of... Um,
2: Before we get there, I just sure. wanted to point out about between Frank and Micro, I love that you see that they each have different skills mm-hmm. and they use them against each other, and you know, Frank is surprised because Micro is the first person to ever get the better of him. Yeah. yeah. You know, when he sees him on top of the diner, he had no clue that's where he was going to be. And <laughs> a new knew, uh, you know, he, he, he figures out everything he can about Micro, and Micro still gets the upper hand. And then Micro thinks, well, I know everything. I'm an analyst, and I have all of this information at my fingertips. There's no way anyone can possibly beat me and then wait, why is Frank at my my wife's house? Yeah. And uh, Frank surprises him at the end. And there's, it's it's so interesting to me to actually see, it's you know in other shows it wouldn't be so nuanced that their tactics would be so different. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't actually see uh, the, the, and I'm doing air quotes the hero uh, fail like Frank does. But in this, we actually see okay. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he fails, and each of them definitely have uh, a different. Me- they each are methodical, and their methodologies are a little bit different, and yeah. there are advantages and and uh, disadvantages to each.
4: Yeah, and I, and I think that's why you know they do need to work together. Like exactly, um, Micro needs to, you know, wants them to, because it, they
0: can't do it on their own, they, yeah. Yeah. Well, because Frank's got the rage, but he doesn't know where to direct it. Like Micro says. Yeah. Micro knows where to direct it, but he can't do anything because he's supposedly dead. Um, and he, he's not—you know—he hasn't got the skills that Frank has of, uh, you know, of killing people. <laughs> um, of becoming
4: a hip- i i think him and and Frank could have a a hipster, uh, you know, <laughs> competition there.
0: Okay, we need to talk about this because I had mentioned <laughs> last week that there were a lot of comments about Frank being a hipster. Yep. I don't think he looks like a hipster at all. I don't
4: think so either. I, I was like
0: hilarious though. <laughs> no more than anyone else in in wandering around Brooklyn.
2: Second I would ta- well. Okay, that's uh, that's not saying much. It's I know. I mean, they, they
0: hipster. yeah, and they <laughs> do film a lot of this in Williamsburg, which yeah. is like Brooklyn, you know, hipster so, central,
2: yeah. which might be like. An Easter egg. Maybe that's why they kept putting it Maybe. Um, But uh, Tech and I were talking about this. We're like, he does not look like a hipster. He looks like a worker. Yeah. If he were a hipster, he'd be wearing skinny jeans. He would not be wearing combat boots. He'd be wearing square toed shoes. And he'd he'd be uh, even cleaner. Um, Yes. And he'd be carrying a ukulele. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Or or wearing a bow tie or something stupid like that. Um, But uh, uh, the funny thing is, though, his look is a little too much like my brother. So it's weird. (laughs) Yeah, the long hair and the beard, that's that's way too much like my brother. And it's just, oh, no. Yeah,
4: I think Dan was just upset because he goes, I think he's too old to be a hipster. And that's (laughs) just because Dan thinks he's too old to be a
0: hipster. (laughs) hey, Dan was wearing a bow tie the other day. That means he's a hipster. When he wore it yeah. uh, for no, Dapper not, Day at Disney.
2: Hipsters, hipsters <laughs> wear bow ties, but not all who wear bow ties are hipsters. Larry King is not a hipster. <laughs>
4: uh, and, and it's for Dapper Days. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. a
2: friend, he wears a bow tie every day, and he is not a hipster.
0: <laughs>
2: oh. He's eccentric. I, I do like
0: bow ties. Yeah, they're cool. I like them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of talking about facial hair. I'm not a fan of Mike Crow's facial hair. I mean, we really, we should do this when we talk about him. Tank, but yeah. but I, no, I've just never been a fan of the hair that joins the beard without joining the moustache. I, I feel like it looks like someone's sticking their face through a, a ring of hair, a donut of hair. Do you know what I mean? I'm just not a fan of that look. I just wish his moustache joined up to his beard.
2: I'm, I'm looking I, up the I, picture now
4: because
0: I'm not, <laughs> I, I didn't notice it, and now I'm, like, completely grossed out.
2: <laughs> I don't even
4: know what you're talking about. I've seen all
2: 13 oh, yeah, episodes. yeah, because he's one of these guys that it doesn't grow all the way. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. that's part of the reason that it looks so unkempt, because he's also got, like, this full-on neckbeard going on. Yeah. And ah. it's, oh, no.
0: I'm not a fan of neckbeards. Even David Tennant can't rock and neck beard and I love my David Tennant.
2: But if neck you look beard, at I'm pictures not a fan. of the actor
0: not oh, yeah.
2: as Micro, where he's cleaned up his mustache still doesn't meet the beard, but it looks much better because it's cleaned up and it, there's a nice line.
0: Oh yeah, and he's meant to look yeah. sort of all unkempt and I like that he's yeah. got the kind of crazyish hair in this and stuff. Yeah. And he's just wandering around in his uh dressing gown. Uh we <laughs> shouldn't be talking about micro anyway. I wanted to ask what you thought about the scene at the very start of uh, episode two with um, Frank and the kids on the boat and they go past the Statue of Liberty and then uh, Frank junior says something and then Frank kind of snaps at him and then hugs him. Yep. But it kind of leads in with this whole thing of the Frank sort of says his kids would look at him funny because it was like he was a different person. And, you know, and like it, it leads into his and Billy's talk in episode three where, you know, Billy's like, I'll oh, get out before. You know, you need to get out of this, Um, you know. And Curtis even says that Frank or Billy says, I think Frank was different even before the murder of his family. Yeah. So it's like, would he have become the Punisher, a Punisher type figure, even if the family wasn't killed? Like, like, what do you guys think? I don't
2: think he would have been the Punisher if his family wasn't killed, but he definitely would still have problems. Mm -hmm. And it feels very real to me. And, um, it's, it's really funny that not in a ha ha, (laughs) bad way, uh, that that came up because my husband and I were watching it and he like, how many, he said ghoulies, but how many people have you killed? And, um, every now and then my husband gets a question like that from somebody and it's like, Mm -hmm. you're missing the point. Okay. (laughs) You never ask somebody who's been overseas that you're, you're so missing the point Mm -hmm. and it, it. That's really like one of the worst things that you can ask Um, Mm -hmm. because whether they have or haven't or whatever, like even when you're a support trade, you're supporting that and people don't join the service to kill people. They do it because they want to protect and killing, unfortunately, is a side effect of that. Mm -hmm. And it's the hardest thing that people have to deal with. And if you, I
0: guess guess if you're keeping track of numbers and boasting about them, then there's, yeah, there's major issues going on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Cuz if, if if you're talking about, "Oh yeah, I got a kill count of this and look at my ears that I've collected." Um, yeah, you're a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um it it most of the time that's not how people think and unfortunately people that haven't experienced it, they think, "Oh yeah, that's what it's all about." Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was very realistic to me, especially his freak out and then his hugging of them like, "No, no, no, I don't want to I don't want to scare you." no
0: it's not it's a th- i mean like in episode three when they go on like the kandahar mission um we have that like really good um uh, really well done shot you know when they're in the he's in the whatever it is the compound i guess i don't know what it is um there's that sort of one take shot where he goes in and um He's he's got the gun, I think, and then there's the explosion, and it's when the music comes in, and then there's the explosion, and then the music goes all muffled because obviously his his um, hearing's gone all funny,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then yeah. he kind of goes into that almost like a berserker rage with the knife, and then he's yeah. like hitting the guy on the head with like a a rock or something to kill him, but there's like like he's he's there's like proper like berserker madness there, do you know? And it's yeah. like yeah. this is before he's the Punisher, so yeah. there's something there. Um, Oh,
2: there's definitely that's scary. Which is why, if you killed anyone's family, they're not going to turn into the Mm Punisher. But Frank was this perfect storm. Mm -hmm. It was he was he was somebody waiting for a trigger like that. I think he needed to be triggered for that to happen. But yeah, yeah. Um, So all the gun stuff and the fighting stuff that they do in New York is awesome. Yeah, the stuff that they do in Kandahar sucks. Okay. it looks cool but it's completely wrong mm-hmm. and so much of their military stuff and their rank stuff and the way that people talk to each other back and forth is like very unbelievable and I have to wonder if they have different crews Maybe for the New York filming and the can- now the crews I'm pretty sure and I don't know but I'm pretty sure the New York crews are the people that were doing Daredevil and Jessica Jones that brought us such awesome stuff and, uh, as, as was mentioned before, uh, Luke Cage did not have those crews, which is why it was a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's the second crew that did Kandahar, which I don't know if it is a different crew, but it just feels like it. Mm-hmm. So off. It's just, it's, and they added blood afterwards with CG. I can, it, you look at it and you're like, that's not a squib.
0: Mm-hmm. They added it after. I think they would have had time. to with the, um, the way some of the shots were done, particularly, um, I think the way it was shot, like when he's going through there and the the amount of blood there was, I don't mm-hmm. think like a squib would have shown up on camera as much. So they did right. amp it up. Cause I remember even thinking that's a lot of blood for, for, yeah. you know, and if they've barely, done it practically. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's redder than it should be. And it was just, it was just weird. So that, that kind of took out to my husband and I out because of course he's commenting as it's happening. He's like, ah, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, We'll have to get him uh, to do a commentary for an episode of Punisher.
2: <laughs> but uh a lot of the emotions are right. So like mm-hmm. their emotions with Frank are are pretty great. Um and then him switching to the knife and then the rock was just again weird. It's like, why are you throwing your gun away? You would never do that.
0: Well it, like, it's almost him becoming more Yeah primitive in a
2: way. Yeah. That's that was all yeah. like
0: poetic license. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was scary. I thought that scene was so well shot, though. Um, It wasn't as showy as, like, a one-shot, you know, with, um, like, you get in the hallway fighting Daredevil, that kind of thing. But I thought it was still just as impressive from a performance point of view. Um, The song, I thought, was a bit on the nose, and I think a few of the song choices are a bit on the nose in this series. Was
2: that the Weepy song? I can't remember. Yeah,
0: because the lyrics are all, like... Uh, I was a soldier and now you've forgotten all about me. And I was a bit like, yeah, oh, yeah. come on, you know. And I think yeah. the, the looks are a bit on the nose, but I thought it was really well done with the music kind of muffling and then coming back in. Like the sound
4: yeah, design I like was that excellent.
2: Part of it, I just I like, hated the song.
4: Yeah, I like that part as well. I just was kind of like, it, it almost got too loud at times. The, the lyrics themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been better, even if it was a song with lyrics for it to have an instrumental part or something during that scene because like yeah. the lyrics were just too much.
0: I think the instrumental was when it was muffled and I feel like it should have been the other way around.
4: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Um but let's talk about what they were doing in Kandahar because we find out they're doing this kind of operation and they um we see what's on that disk that Micro gave Frank that le- he left in his house yeah. and Frank can't, you know, doesn't want to really watch the whole whole of it and he's kind of haunted by it and we find out later obviously that it was frank that shot um ahmed um you know so that ties him in directly with um madonna um but yeah it's it's awful it's it's so horrible it's like there's there's some scenes in this that are so hard to watch and that one where they're torturing this guy i i i found it really uncomfortable to watch um and particularly when you've got like a character like um Uh, who I love, Uh, I love Gunner, (laughs) like questioning what sort of what's happening already. And, but, Oh, it's, it's, I just found it hard to watch. I don't know what you guys think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely hard to watch. And um, I guess uh, quite a bit of it is based on evidence of things like that actually happening, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, bad uh very bad like i mean I, I don't mean to sound flippant it's like no, actually no. really really horrible yeah. and when they bring up the whole american taliban thing i mean yeah that's an actual phrase that has been yeah mentioned. that's wrong that's not what we're supposed to be doing yeah and uh people accountable for things like that uh and it's just it's actually horrible but it does show you how you know, if you take it out of context and you just look at that video, you think, "How could anyone be involved in it?" Mm-hmm. And as we see the other clips, you see Frank being put in positions that he knows he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And yet they have to anyway. You know, and that it 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 becomes an escalation thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the same time, and, and and you know, as Billy said, he got out in time. But. Not everyone has that choice, you know. Yeah. You don't get just just say, okay, I'm quitting the army now. No. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> or, or the Marines or whatever it is, uh, you 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 have to finish your tour. And a lot of times, what uh, some people don't realize is that a lot of times people had to stay after their contract was done mm-hmm. because if you were part of a unit and your contract was done, the unit couldn't go without you, so you don't really? have to serve. A- two years after your contract yeah oh you don't have to this is in the states yeah canada but uh you don't have a choice you have to uh continue serving so this yeah you got to get out before it's too late well hopefully you're lucky enough to know when that is
0: well I mean, frank they they have the mention where he says like 29 days or something yeah um so yeah frank knows it's 29 days. days
2: till he goes home not till he's out of the military
0: Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, until he goes home. Um, Billy
2: is, is talking about leaving.
0: Yeah, yeah. Billy gets out now. Yeah. Yep. Um, he doesn't want to mess up his pretty face.
2: <laughs> it's way too pretty.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I could talk about it all day. Yeah. Uh, so, with um, this whole thing as well, with Frank, what about when he starts interacting with um, uh, David's wife? Because we obviously meet Sarah as well. Um, I haven't given her like her own little section, because really we only see her interacting with Frank in this episode. Um, but I really like her, I really like this actress. Um, but I, I feel so
4: bad for her. Uh,
0: yeah. My heart but he, I love his the way John Bernthal plays it in that scene because the more she talks like he goes in there really like I don't think even seeing her as necessarily a person you know it's just like oh and this is something that I can use as leverage yep. against this guy that I'm trying to find whatever but then as she's talking about you know how she feels after the death of her husband and everything obviously frank can relate because he has a lot of the same thing of like waking up with the the guilt and the grief, and you just kind of see him sort of realise. I think in that point, even if he doesn't necessarily show it, he kind of softens a bit to her situation, and I guess to um,
1: yeah,
0: and I think it makes him a bit more angry against Micro because he's like, like he says to him later, he's like, oh, you know, you waste, you threw your family away,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, whereas Frank didn't <laughs> have a choice.
2: Yeah, Frank. Frank lost his family, and Micro pulled himself away from his family. hmm Yeah.
4: Although I feel like once we watch Micro's story, which I know we'll talk about in a bit, but I'm like, I don't know how much of a shot he had either. Yeah. I wouldn't say he purposely threw his family away, but I could, I see how, I understand yeah. how Frank sees it.
2: Uh, they
0: weren't
4: yeah. short, like on a carousel, so yeah, I get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. says, she says something really interesting. Um, it's like how can you something along the lines of like how can you hate somebody, and be really mad at them, and still miss them, or something along mm-hmm. the lines
0: She says something like and, like if David walked through the door, she doesn't know she'd want to hug him or slap him in the face.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just it's that those are those conflicting emotions, and you know there are it happens often you know when you lose somebody you can be very angry at them for dying
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and that's a very real thing and she's dealing with the fact that yeah he's gone and I have to deal with all of this by yeah. myself every day
0: I have to deal with my very annoying son because that <laughs> boy really annoys me
2: <laughs> and, and, and Claire
0: that's yeah. just a typical kid I know. <laughs> this is why it I don't have children. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, one of the last things I wanted to mention, sort of, about Frank's storyline is, um, I was so happy that we got to see the awesome Clancy Brown again. Yeah. Because man. I didn't think we'd ever see him again after Daredevil season two, but he's back in it. Oh, I love him so much. I'm, he's really, so great. I'm
2: actually really impressed that we're getting Clancy in this. I think that that is that was really well done on their part. I think if they showed us a bunch of flashbacks to Kandahar and he wasn't there. Yeah, it would be be weird. It would be disconnecting because it would feel like two different stories. And that's what I was afraid was going to happen. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we got his backstory in Daredevil. What else are they going to show us? Oh, they're just going to peel more off. Like, what they're doing is they're peeling more off the onion. I was afraid we were going to get a whole other story that Frank was involved in. Mm -hmm. Not that it's the same thing, just going deeper into the same issue. It
0: definitely feels like it's the same story with him from Daredevil, which I really like. Um, uh, Also, I have to say, in in regards to Clancy Brown, because I have quite a dark sense of humour, I did laugh when, um, you know... Clancy Brown's like, you know, they're, they're um, talking to Frank and Billy and they're saying, you know, we have to do this operation or whatever and we have to do this and rah, 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 and this is the way it's going to be done. And just go and do it. blah blah And then it like cuts and this Clancy Brown lying on the ground without an arm just like, ah! Yeah. And then he kind of says to Frank, he's like, oh, you know, you reap what you sow. It just made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that was another thing, like, I don't, I don't think that his Position in the military would have been on that raid. He would have been, like, calling the shots from. Um, yeah, but yeah. That's okay. Yeah, uh, we'll, I we'll, that was we'll move on Really that.
4: weird. I, I mean, as someone who doesn't know as much about the military, I thought <laughs> that
0: was really weird as well. I was like, okay, why was good, he
4: there? Yeah, I, I yeah.
1: Just was like, why
4: is he there? That just seems like.
0: Yeah, I would have he thought he'd be back in the tent thing. with Agent Orange.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We 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 all thought. Like, we've all heard that war is old men sending young men to fight, you know. yeah. Right? And that's, uh, yeah, that's basically.
0: Maybe is like, I'm not old. I'm still young.
2: Let me out there. You don't get to decide that at that right. You know? <laughs> it's like when you watch Star Trek and the captain's always on the away mission with all the senior staff. And you're like, what? Why would you do that? That is the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, send we're Wheaton down there. Yeah, because if everyone, yeah, exactly. Send Will Wheaton. Uh, if everybody dies on that mission, suddenly you have no senior staff and you have nobody with experience. Um, yeah, There's just so. the
0: janitor left. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the janitor of the Enterprise. Exactly. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh,
2: what is uh, Lower deck, to- <laughs> you're now in charge.
4: Uh, look, I just have a couple, like, last minute yeah, things. Yeah, random, random things on, Frank. That uh, I had written down. So, so, he's a terrible homeless person. Yes. A homeless person. He does a <laughs> terrible job there. Um. That was one awkward-ass hug, and I know this gets into Karen, but, like, that hug with him and Karen, I felt was so awkward. Um,
0: yeah. I have issues with that scene that we'll get into.
4: Yeah. I, the scene with Wolf where he, you know, only had the one bullet and the gun, and that's why he let Wolf, like, take the gun and everything. Mm-hmm. I was just like... Well, of course, because Frank doesn't need no fucking gun. Like he, he will take whatever is near him and kill something. Yeah. Fra- <laughs> he has the D&D to D and D trait people.
2: improvised weapon. Exactly. <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> when he's w- when he's with Micro and he's opening that can with his knife, I was like, "How is he doing that? I have really shitty knives. Yeah, break <laughs> if I tried to do that." Uh
0: and he's, then he's sticking that knife in his mouth with the beans on it, like the world's sharpest knife. I was like, first of all, cold baked beans. Ew. <laughs> um, Don't stick that knife in your mouth.
2: Well, Micro yeah. does tell him that's how you get botulism.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: to eat out of the can, and you're supposed to
0: cook it. But, yeah, yeah, also not in that gross uh, place that they're in. Yeah.
2: But, and yes, the so li- there are knives that can do that, and I, like they actually I, have it built in, but it doesn't look like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, it does look,
4: uh, look like a knife, and I'm like, my yeah. knife's not.
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, the the eating straight out of the can, like I know a lot of guys. About, oh yeah. yeah. I just think baked beans are disgusting to begin with. Me too. So cold baked beans makes me want to vomit. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, to agree. And then I just
4: I love how excited he was that his wife got him tickets. So oh, like,
0: I know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like being <laughs>
4: that Frank. That that yeah. was just this like, fun little moment that. We don't see ever from him. So I thought that
2: was great. When he said, I love my wife, I love my wife, I love my (laughs) wife, what did everyone think was in the card? Um,
0: I don't know. I thought it was a photo or something of a.
2: Yeah. I was was thinking that. I'm like, did she send him a racy photo? Like She does know people check them out, right? (laughs) I, I will tell you what that moment made me
0: think of, and and Tammy, you will you will get this. Um, me and Tammy also, uh often joke about the movie Monkey Shines, <laughs> because at the start of it, you have the main actor, and he's running along and he's got rocks in his backpack and he's jogging along and oh he loves life so much and he loves running and look how much he loves enjoying using his legs and oh he's doing he's doing naked yoga look look how much he loves enjoy like he loves using his body he loves using those legs and then you know something's going to happen and then he gets hit by a car and he becomes a quadriplegic and just when like frank <laughs> so we we kind of like you know joke about that when you have it in shows and stuff where someone's just like oh I love doing this thing. Oh, I love it so much. You're like, yeah, you're going to lose doing that thing. That's going to happen. Yeah. So in this, when Frank's like, I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. I was like, yeah, <laughs> something's going to happen there.
2: Yeah. He never went to that concert. Oh no. yeah. Cause if you, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm right because it's shortly after he came home. That they go to the carousel. His family was murdered yeah. and it's supposed to be his birthday that they're going for the concert.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and he gets shot in the head at the carousel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he never so got he to did hear... not
2: get to see Springsteen. Oh,
0: I think that's the saddest thing of all I've heard <laughs> in this show. <laughs> um, By the way, I just want to mention, I watched the review that Kevin Smith did of um, The Punisher. Um, I watched a bit of it, and uh, he was talking with a friend of his, and he said that He could only, a a friend of his, I don't know his name, said he could only watch so many episodes because it's really good and they love the show, but it's just so sad (laughs) because you're just watching the show week after week and it's these two guys that have lost their families and you're like, well, I feel sad, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, and like sort of marathoning this show was, I think, the hardest work. It was was a bit emotionally training, even though it's great. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's move on to Micro. Uh, is this, what do you guys think of Micro? Cause he, I knew the actor that was going to be playing him, but I had no idea how they'd sort of play him in, in the show. And I was kind of surprised. I thought he'd be much more twitchy and nerdy. I don't know. Um, mm. but I like, he's actually, he's really on the ball. He's really capable. Um, I really like the relationship they build very quickly between him and Frank.
4: Uh, I really like the actor, um, and uh, I'm glad we got his backstory very quickly and early on mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes like in these Marvel series, we don't get backstory until like episode four or five. And by then I'm just kind of like, why are, I don't, I don't care
0: anymore about their backstory. Or, or like, like Kyle, we only get his backstory just before he's killed in that he likes <laughs> exactly. vanilla ice cream.
4: <laughs> exactly. The status backstory of them all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, so I was... Endeared to him, I, I felt for him. I felt bad for him. I felt bad for his family. He really was just trying to do the right thing, and it got him, you know, for the most part, killed. You know, I, God, I feel so bad for his wife.
2: (laughs) I just, yeah. I, uh, I don't know the actor before this, Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, so knock off T.J. Miller. Uh, I am very. (laughs) impressed with him and I prefer him over T.J. Miller for this role <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he has a little more depth uh, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying him He it's difficult I think to face act when you're covered in your face is covered in hair <laughs> and yet he does a lot of really good face acting like it, it's so much in his eyes that you can feel the emotions he's trying to portray like when Frank is in his wife's house and they're close up on his eyes, mm-hmm. like there's so much. I, I'm a big fan of face acting. I don't know how people do it, but when they do it, it's it's amazing. And he had a lot of that going on in it. That was really compelling for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's really good. He's he's not at all who I would have imagined for this role. I'm just looking what he's mainly known for. He was in he's in Girls, I think, quite a lot, which I've I've never seen. Um, I've never he's seen known for favorite. that. Um, he was in Person of Interest Um, he's been in sort of a lot of bits and pieces I'm just seeing if there's anything really big he was in a show called Damages which again I've not seen he was in yeah he was in John Adams the uh, miniseries he played John Quincy Adams Um, Law and Order everyone's been in Law and Order though oh he was in the Royal Tenenbaums that's cool
2: yeah. When yes. I saw Spam a lot on Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, there was I was going through the playbill and there was one of the descriptions and it was has this distinction of the only one in this cast or probably any Broadway cast who have not appeared on Law and Order. <laughs> amazing. <Yeah.
0: laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think
4: um, I think that the I agree with space acting because I think John Barenthal like really is just amazing without saying anything at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
4: the fact that they found someone who can kind of step up and and work with that and kind of go toe-to-toe with that is pretty mm-hmm.
1: incredible.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's also a native New Yorker, so that's cool. I just saw in his profile. Born in New yeah, York. he did
2: a New whole York. movie about New York.
0: Oh, did he? Mm. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't uh, seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen any of his stuff. He, he's done. I know, I feel bad. I want to check out his other stuff. though. Oh, yeah, he did a movie called A New York Thing. Uh... Yeah. Oh, Oh, he was in Fringe. I probably have seen him in Fringe, so I feel better that I've seen him in at least one thing. Yeah, Yeah, because I've seen all of Fringe. Cool. Um, I love the little trick he does where he calls Frank and then he has the the mirror with the the torch on it to catch the light and then he's actually hiding on top of the diner. I was like, well played, micro, well played. That was really cool. Agreed. Yeah. Um, His backstory, though, when there's the bit where he... He obviously sends this file to Madani, so it, you know ties him directly in with Madani. I like that they're all very much tied in together; these characters, um, in this big conspiracy. But when they're in the traffic and he sees the SWAT team approaching the car, and he just like tells the kids to stay in the car, kisses Sarah, and gets out of the car, it's oh, it's so scary. Like that was I, I that was hard to watch as well when they have him. Um, they had, like, Wolf has the gun on him, and he's saying he's got a weapon, he's got a weapon, you can see he hasn't got a weapon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it was, yeah, that was horrible. A little too real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I live in Britain. It wasn't a little too real for me, but in some other stuff I obviously see in the news, it was, yeah, a little too real. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Sarah sees him get shot as well, which is, is awful. Yeah. But then I'm surprised that they didn't have, like, she never identified a body, so... I would have thought they would have been able to find his body if he—they thought he was shot and, you know, died in the, you know, presume they just fish him out of the Hudson.
2: I I wonder about that. I I I don't know. Like maybe he had a double or something like that. That I don't know. I don't know what they did because they—he had to convince not just his wife that he was dead, but he had to convince the the government. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I know the Hudson has really strong currents and you could very easily die uh, just jumping in, let alone being shot and jumping in. Um, But it just I'm pretty sure that there. I'm just going to believe that there's more that we didn't see. It
0: was one of the tropes that I don't like in stuff, though. It's like the same thing of people coming back from the dead and having amnesia annoys me. Another trope, because I just think it's so overdone, is someone gets shot oh, it's pinged off the Bible slash phone slash yeah. whatever in their pocket. I'm a bit like, come on. Their wedding ring. <laughs> their wedding ring. I like that at least they gave him an injury. You know, he had like the, the mark where the bullet would have... Yeah, him, I did like, like that. Slightly penetrated. Um, but it just, it does wind me up because it's a bit like, okay, you know. Um, it just happens to have hit that. But I guess, you know, it's, I mean, if they're shooting for the heart to kill and you've got the pocket over your heart, I guess it makes sense. Yeah.
2: It, yeah I don't know. It, it's a trope and and, and whatever. I, I actually like the that the cell phone saved his life. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I have a hard time believing like, my, well, I guess it's a Blackberry, so it's a, got a little more metal in it. But uh, uh, I, I I could believe it if it was a Nokia.
0: <laughs> 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 Maybe it's one of the really old cell phones. It's like yeah. the size of a brick. And that's why it yeah. stops the bullet because <laughs> it's so big. I, I imagine he would have like a very up-to-date uh, uh, cell phone. I like the fact that he's following Frank on CCTV
2: using his his gate. Was it like? Yeah. Yes. Gate. Yes. I didn't even I know I that. I thought That was thing. awesome. Yeah. Well, I know that they have like facial recognition, which everybody uses way too much because there's not that much that like people are like, oh, facial recognition. Okay, we've all seen Facebook try to tag you as somebody else, right? Yeah. Um, there's only so much facial recognition can do. Uh, and I do know that like, for instance, when they were trying to confirm, uh, when, when there's like pictures of Saddam Hussein or Kim Jong-un or whatever, uh, when they're trying to confirm whether it's really that person or it's a double, they use their ear because there's yeah. something about your ear that you can't. Your change. ear is,
0: yeah, your ear is, yeah. um, your earprint is as, uh, individual as your fingerprint.
2: Which aren't that individual, by the way, fingerprints. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, lot lots of people have multi, have uh, duplicates out there, uh, but uh, the gate I think is really interesting, and I can see that being used as an algorithm in addition to other things.
5: Mm-hmm. So I
2: thought that I thought that was so cool. Yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then, Frank tricks him and he starts walking with a limp i was like and he oh, shaves man. his head
0: and yeah. ch- like shaves his beard off yeah. yeah which was a cool way of of getting back to like the frank yeah. we recognized yeah. from daredevil um but yeah it was for a reason it wasn't just him going oh i'm gonna look like a badass again you know i, I don't want to look like a hipster anymore yeah um yeah i love that i didn't even know that was a thing um, okay, so I mean, with Micro and Frank, we sort of went over like most mm-hmm. of the stuff. where you know, this cat and mouse game between them. Uh, what about Madani? Oh wait, we wait get hold like... on. Oh
4: good, I wait. just want to. My last couple things on Micro. <laughs> so I just have like random okay, stuff that has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. So I'm just. Oh, that's fine, uh, that's fine. When he stabs Frank with the with oh, like, yeah! the pencil thing, which is great because he's been it's oh. with
0: him the whole time. So
4: it's not that within
2: this,
0: yeah. And he taps the keyboard with it, and I yeah. was like, "Why is he not? I mean, why is he not touching the keyboard? I guess
2: because fingerprints. I don't know. But yeah, you sort of no, get but a he focus does touch it. the keyboard in other ways. But every time he did it, I said, "There's something about that pen. Yeah, There's something about Ops that pen. pen. Yeah. Is the pen? And, and I'm trying to think in my head. Is the pen the actual disabling device, and the keyboard's a a fluke? So that if if uh, Frank watches it enough times, he yeah. can't." actually do it you know and i'm just thinking 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 and then he extends the needle and i'm like oh, yeah oh that is so cool i yeah. loved it That's... but it
4: it really was like the slowest stabbing ever like it, it looked like it went yeah. in slow motion but i love yeah i just love that that yeah. that he had had that the whole time and he just needed that like one second to yeah to
0: use it um and also do you so- think um Fra- he should have stood over frank while frank was unconscious and gone <laughs> The pen is mightier than the sword, Frank Castle.
4: We didn't uh, (laughs) see all of the time he was there, so he could have. The other thing is, you know, so he's hid cameras in his wife's house. And for, you know, a while, we didn't know, like, where the one camera was. They were just looking at something on the wall. And then we see that it's a picture of the, the family. And I just wonder, I'm like... Oh, please have the little hidden camera like behind his eyeballs in the picture. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping we get a reveal of where exactly that camera is. Sitting.
0: I oh, can't remember. <laughs> All right, now Might we can move on, sorry. <laughs> I would like that just makes me think of like it's behind his eyeballs like a, a, a portrait in a haunted
2: house, you yeah, know, with the exactly. actual eyes. Exactly,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, awesome. Now, the question is, did yes. he put that camera in after he supposedly died, or oh, is he such no. a paranoid freak that they've I been know. there the whole time, like yeah. while they were That married. would be
0: upsetting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm, maybe we'll find out. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember either. Uh, Madani. Yes. I love her. Yeah. I love her. She's awesome. I like we get a bit of character development, obviously, because we get the death of Wolf in this episode, which I was really surprised at, but it propels her up. She's now like the commanding officer, agent, a commanding agent, I guess. And it means that it sort of develops this relationship between Sam because uh, she's now got a bit of power to keep this investigation to herself and you know to lead the investigation and not to report it and it um means that she's gonna have to rely on sam but as he says you know she wants um him to earn her trust or she what does she say i what am i talking about
2: you know what he, i mean yeah she said yes, to him she, trust is earned and he says yeah you're right it's earned yeah. you can't just ex- expect me to jump on and be all partner howdy do
0: that's it. Yeah. You you put it far better than I, I could, Matty. <laughs> I, had I the love word, Sam. I had the word. Derp. I love Sam as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sam's
2: awesome. Yeah. He's I'm and, I'm surprised that Wolf died, um, because I was like, hey, I know that. What's his name? C. Thomas Howell. I just know him from Wolverines. Um, not Wolverine. <laughs> sorry, Red Dawn, uh, and the Outsiders <laughs> and everything else. Uh, but it's like that's that's kind of a big name. Wow. Yeah. All right. That was yeah. fast. Yeah. And yes. I don't remember if you guys mentioned this in the previous episode, but Midori is so hot. Yes.
4: Yeah. Oh, my her. God. Uh, I
2: don't hunt know if
4: we said enough how hot she is.
0: So awesome. She is. Punch <laughs> yourself
2: in the face. Hot. <laughs> and so is her mother. Yeah. Um, she's at the
0: bar with her. Billy and she's in that oh. dress. I was like, oh, she's so beautiful.
2: I know. Yeah. I need By her
0: away. tonight kicking butt together. It'd be amazing. Yeah.
2: That, would be, that would be so awesome. And they're like, hey, Colleen, check us out. This is how you are. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need to hang around some guy. Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's bringing um, down your value, actually. <laughs> yeah, it
2: actually is. Your stock is lowering. <laughs> uh,
0: get rid of beardy guy yeah. and uh, come and hang out with us. Okay. In our own show with, with Jessica. I, I can't remember who it was he mentioned to me. Uh, um, oh, I was talking to Vicky earlier. And we were talking about the, um, obviously, Infinity War coming out and, like, crossovers and stuff. And um, I said, wouldn't it be amazing if they had, like, a crossover of everything, like, including the Netflix shows, so we could have a scene where you're in Josie's bar and you pan across the bar and sitting there at the bar is Frank Castle, Jessica Jones, and Rocket Raccoon, all (laughs) having a team together.
2: That would be awesome. I
0: would explode of happiness. Sorry. Yeah. Off the the subject there. Um, I love that she is obviously this person that really, she kind of reminds me of Misty, actually, because it's this very, you know, she likes working alone type thing, and um, she's quite stubborn, and she's a bit of a lone wolf. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I think that's why I want her and Misty to hang out to be like buddies you
2: know i think they would be awesome together and they they have trust issues
0: yeah because mm-hmm. people
2: that they work with were dirty yeah exactly
0: and then get killed
2: yeah um i yeah i just i i absolutely love her i think she is amazing i have always had a crush on her mom every time i see her oh yeah so that helps well. too um yeah. and i love that she is a character that even when she gets all sexy, like with her date with Billy, it's not she doesn't change. You know, mm-hmm. she's still strong. She's still in control of the entire conversation. Like he's trying to needle into her and get his way. And she's like, no, I'm here for a reason. And um, <laughs> and she's not she's not using her sexuality as a tool. Mm-hmm. It's just who she is, you know, and it's not. It's not exploitive because like sometimes it's like, oh, I'll get information. You know, I'll go all black widow and be sexy and then people will tell me everything I want to know. No, it's just she's she's actually just using social engineering. It's not about I'm Mm -hmm. dead sexy. I mean, granted, that got her asked out. But at the same time, it's I don't know. It's strong, in my opinion. (laughs) I am he was
0: impressed with her as well. I think that's what I think. His being
2: impressed with her made my respect for him go up because when mm-hmm. i saw him i'm like he's way too pretty he's got to be a bad guy <laughs> yeah. um, but the fact that he was turned on by her and he was like oh well i'll ask you out anyway and then we can totally have that chat that your boss is trying for us not to have <laughs> yeah. i was like you know what i think i kind of like you dude <laughs> that
0: was great as well where um they're having the chat and then wolf just appears from nowhere and she didn't even know he was there and he's like uh oh, stop asking him questions yeah. okay like, wow, you're not suspicious at all, dude. Yeah.
4: yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I do think he's too pretty. I do still think he's a bad guy.
0: We're not talking. We're not talking but about I, him yet. I, I don't know. His no, but
4: but I will. Well, I just don't think we we need to stop talking about his prettiness. To be honest, <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be a it's lengthy real. conversation. Um, but yeah. So, but I did like. I don't feel like she was manipulating him in any way. I think she had an interest in him as well. And at the same time, knew that he would also be able to provide her with information. Yeah, um,
2: exactly. Which
4: was great. I The relationship she has, I know I said it last week, I love the relationship she has with her mother. It is such a true, real mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. You know, in, in so many ways.
0: Um, also, I'm going to spoil something tiny um, How dare in he. regards to this character. Uh, she has both her parents. I don't know why, but that really surprised me in the show because I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, they've lost a parent and that's what kind of drives them, you know, and
1: mm-hmm, do you
0: know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it could be very easy that she lost her dad and her dad did the same job that she does and that's why she joined up and blah, blah, blah. But no, her dad pops up later and I was like, oh, her dad's alive. Oh, awesome. And I don't know oh, that's why. It's such a nice surprise in, I
2: in like one of these
0: shows. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Because like it is a Disney
4: um, show, technically.
0: So exactly. <laughs> well and, and look at
2: look at all of the other defenders. Look at everybody else. huh. Does anybody else have parents?
0: Nope.
2: Well te- yeah. I think Luke does, um,
0: but I don't know where they are. No, his dad's mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. I don't and his mom's dead. Oh yeah, they are dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, dead, of dead, them have dead, parents. dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Everyone's uh, dead. Well, technically Matt has a mom.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You
0: might find out about her.
2: But she's an career. abandonment mother, so that's just like she's her. as good as dead yeah, yeah. She, well, she's worse because she could have her son in her life but she refuses to take care of him even exactly. though he had all this money
0: yeah exactly exactly oh so yeah madoni i love her i yeah i love her she's now found out obviously that wolf had like three million dollars was it in all these offshore accounts so she knows that he's dirty she doesn't know kind of what it's linked in with do you guys think that she's gonna sort of uh, start to trust Sam a bit more and develop that relationship.
2: I hope so. Yeah. I I really don't yeah. want Sam to turn around and be a bad guy. <laughs> I feel like any
0: any character that's like a sidekick in anything called Sam is like an awesome sidekick. Cuz yeah. I yeah, just that's think true. like Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> <for all laughs> yeah. But I just feel like it's like it's a it's a good name. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like bad Sam's and I can't think of any.
2: I can't yeah. think of a bad Sam. If
0: you're a Sam, I'm probably going to trust you to be my sidekick.
2: Because <laughs> like the Sam's I'm thinking of are like, you know, Samwise, Sam Beckett, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 Mulder's sister Samantha (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was a great sidekick (laughs) no but she was a good person you know none of the clones were actually her so (laughs) are there any evil characters called Sam I don't
0: know I don't know I'm going to have to do some research (laughs) Um, okay let's talk about Curtis and uh, I guess by extension we could talk about Lewis as well because he's in the group
4: good because i think i I don't
0: have love curtis
4: yeah he's pretty
0: good love 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 i like that he's just chilled out he is living his life selling his insurance (laughs) doing his support group he's just a chilled dude he's kind of you know at peace with his life you know i'm just like i like him
2: oh i'm so sorry to interrupt sam Samuel tarley there's another good Sam psychic. Oh,
0: yeah, there you go, Sam sidekick. <laughs> I also yes. love
2: Curtis. Uh, one yes. thing really pisses me off about Curtis. It's mm-hmm. not Curtis. Uh, by the way, the group is like... So the group is kind of frustrating because in group you wouldn't actually be talking about things that happen because that's not what group's about. It's not about rehashing. It's about moving yeah, forward.
4: Yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a terrible idea to sit and Yeah, that's, that's
2: not going to help anyone. Um, <laughs> but nobody ever gets psychology right on tv yeah. so yeah uh but all of these military people are leaving the one-legged man to pick up the chairs the <laughs> really no that would not happen no just like, even the sl- one-armed guy would by. lend a hand
0: i like that there was a woman in the group yes mm-hmm. i was like I, I don't know why, it just made me happy because I was like, oh, I'm glad they just haven't got it all being like buff military guys, you know, yeah. they had a, a woman there as well. I thought that made well, it.
2: And I, Anytime women are included in the whole OSI PTSD storylines, I'm happy because it's yeah, people understand that there's women in the military, but they don't realize how much that they also suffer and sometimes with a percentage of more because it's more than just the opposition that they're dealing with. They're also dealing with things happening from within the unit and Mm -hmm, the people who are supposed to be protecting them. Um, There is a really great episode of the show Longmire that deals with a woman who is really got uh, some bad PTSD that I thought was actually pretty good. Uh, And uh, so anytime I see that props. And so like you, Claire, I'm like, yeah, you know, women are in the group too, because yeah, (laughs) They, they got it bad. Like women mm-hmm. vets, yeah. especially any women vets who have been on tour, uh, I can't they, need, they need support. Yeah.
0: I just feel like as well it would be too easy to make it very cliche, this group. Mm-hmm. Um, you have characters that I think border on it, although there are people I- like in real life like O'Connor. You know, Is that Mr. Like, NRA t-shirt? Yeah, yes. you know, he's yeah. like, oh, here's a leaflet about guns. I'm wearing my NRA t-shirt. I'm off to punish my guns. <laughs> it's like, okay. But I'm sure, you know, sadly there are people like that in real life. Yeah, um, You know, but I I just like the the touches they can do to make it a more realistic. Um,
2: Although it's, I, it's- I'm not sure if it's him, but I think there was def- one of the people in the group, I think it might have been him, that mentioned... Uh, two tours to Iraq and one tour to Afghanistan and you're looking at him with his age and you're like, yeah, but we're, what are those tours to Iraq, Persian Gulf? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. oh, it might come up. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um,
0: I like as well that we see Curtis in the flashbacks to, um, uh, oh, no, we don't see Curtis. I was thinking we saw Curtis yeah. in Kandahar, but we didn't. Yeah. Don't worry. We see I'm Billy. imagining and, things. Yeah. Yes. Um, and what do you guys think about Lewis. Because oh. I was surprised Lewis popped back up. I thought, particularly when he we get the like, scene of him at home, I thought, oh, he's just one of the guys in the group.
2: Yeah, yeah. he reminds me of um, the creepy bully from Welcome to the Dollhouse. It's not him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he reminds That's me of the guy out of Bates Motel, and it's not
2: him either. <laughs> so he must what? just be a guy that looks like <laughs> Oh yeah, like the a brother. Freddie Highmore?
0: No,
4: no, the brother. No, um, no, the
2: brother. Oh, Dylan. Okay. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, because I yeah. for a second I was like, oh no no, she said it was Dylan. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he just like I look at him and I'm like, oh you're you're some creepy white dude. No. <laughs> yeah. But um, but then when we see him at home, I think we're gonna we're we gonna care a little bit about him. His poor dad. Yeah.
0: Like when he shoots, like the dad just like grabs him to hug him, like say it's okay, and then he just like runs away, and I'm just like, oh.
2: The episodes are blurring for me. Do we see him with the trench in this episode?
0: No. Oh. <laughs>
4: that's I That's still to come. That's okay. I assume there's Sorry. war things.
0: <laughs> he comes back. He comes back.
4: Yeah. I once this yeah. episode happened I'm like, "Oh, he's going to be around for a while this guy." And then yeah. um and, and nutty I just assume there's going to be more war shots. So,
2: that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do... <laughs> This whole every every flashback is like an onion that yes. especially ah, we, we okay. it was the motif was set with the dream, like when he would wake up mm-hmm. and see his wife. And mm-hmm. each time we'd see it, there'd be a little bit more and a little bit more and a little. And so that's what I'm expecting for all of his flashbacks that we're just going to get
0: Frank's um, flashbacks.
2: Yeah, Frank's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: okay. that's just seems to be what's happening. Yeah.
4: Um, I was a uh, little surprised with Kurt. I didn't. I I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I didn't realize he would have um, hung out with Billy and that Billy funds the vets group. Yeah, I thought
2: that was interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He funds the vets group, but he won't attend it. Yep. Because he feels guilty. He doesn't want people thinking, you know, oh, this guy, he got out early and was able to make some of his life and they feel resentful of him or something.
4: I mean, and I, I I can't speak to like vets group, but I would think like, and and I know like other support groups. It's actually really nice to see someone who has had positive experiences. Yeah, like you can. Yeah. Either... Well, that's my Curtis Is you
0: know? Yeah, exactly. A good and
4: example. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel bad that he doesn't attend this group because I think it would be really helpful for these guys to see.
2: The thing that I thought was interesting is when Billy said, Well, I got out early and it wouldn't be right and to me that says, Okay, Billy's dealing with stuff that we're not seeing. Yeah,
4: definitely.
2: Because mm-hmm. and it's the same thing that Frank said during his trial in Daredevil too. It was, you can't say that I have PTSD because that would be disrespectful to the people who are actually dealing with PTSD. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we can all agree, Frank's got <laughs> PTSD yeah. or OSI just, or whatever you want to call it a little bit yeah, yeah. um yeah. But so many people who will say I don't have it as bad as other people and they feel guilty
4: mm-hmm. yeah and
2: and but they're has... still struggling and they don't get help oh. because of that
4: and that that hits on you know and I'm because I can't necessarily relate to the military portion of this show um I am trying to look at it from other angles and the things that he's mm-hmm. saying and and PTSD in general, that is another form of mental illness. That is something that yep. has, dramatic has happened mm-hmm. to you. And so when I look and him, him saying that he can't be part of this group because he feels bad, it's, you know, that he's, other people have it worse. It's like, that is the same thing as someone with terrible anxiety. Ter- yeah. I know when I have been, in some of my more depressed times, um, I t- I look at it as well. I don't want to say anything because I know other people have it
0: worse. Yep, and, and I've I've adorable. done exactly the same thing, yeah. Tammy, and it's yeah. it's uh, I've had it as well with um, uh, experience I've ha- I've had in the past, and I t- tried to sort of downplay it and gone well, yep. other people have had worse experiences, and it's like yeah, but it's the way it affects you. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, the worst thing you've ever experienced is the worst thing you've ever experienced.
0: Exactly. You yeah.
2: can't compare your pain to other people's pain. And unfortunately, too many people do or try to tell other people to do that. It's like, well, that's that wasn't that, that big of a deal. No, it was because it was to you that you yeah, felt exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. And everything will affect you differently. I mean, some people have huge trauma over incidents that other people are like, really? But you experienced much worse. It's like, exactly. yeah, but that, that didn't affect me. This one mm-hmm. did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the brain is not logical.
0: No. The brain is weird and <laughs> <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> it's sometimes,
2: very random.
4: It can yes. be wonderful. You're right.
0: <laughs> sometimes it can sometimes be like, pain in my ass. <laughs> oh, my, my brain gives me my strange, wonderful dreams that I love. <laughs> Um, and that I lucid dream where I have random dreams. Like last night, I dreamt that um, famed British television hypnotist Darren Brown invited me <laughs> to his house to watch the uh, first episode of season three of Daredevil, but then told me he had to film me watching it, oh, but I wasn't allowed to make any noise, and I had my nephew with me, who's a toddler. And he wasn't allowed to make any noise. So all the way through the, the episode, I was watching it and then looking at my nephew going, you have to be quiet. You have to be really quiet. Darren Brown doesn't want us to make any noise. <laughs> um, so I thank my brain for st- stuff like that, because it's kind of amusing that that stuff, you know, is in my brain.
2: Um, I'm As I said, it's a
0: weird and wonderful place. <laughs> that is
2: a and then you don't thank your brain for the bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly exactly
4: but yes yeah, so um, I, I think it's a gr- this show has been a, a really good look like a lot of the shows actually that Marvels put out on Netflix I think it's been an interesting look at mental health so. yes
2: mm-hmm. and we need more of that I'm yep. I'm a huge proponent of mental health being represented because uh, the more we talk about it the less stigmatized it'll be and mm-hmm. hopefully the more help people get and this is just my little soapbox, but I really believe that every person, should have uh, therapy everyone should have a psychiatrist that you go to for well visits just like your gp and if we did uh, the world would be a lot better
0: oh uh, nutty just grab my hand a sec just pull me up onto your soapbox with you okay here you go okay all right, all right, okay all right getting up um i was talking to a lady about that today as well and i totally agree because i have a tattoo on me which is of the semicolon project
1: mm-hmm. which is a,
0: a, a very important project i think which is all about um awareness of uh, mental health issues and suicidal thoughts and um, we were chatting about that and um, and she sort of said to me well why do you have that when it's about something so dark and I said it's because it gets conversations like this started and we can chat about stuff like this you know and I think that's as you said the most important thing is uh, once something's taboo it becomes the other it becomes strange people fear it people feel what they don't know and so the more you talk about something the less scary it is i think
2: yeah and if people can see something feel. in in someone that they care about and they go oh you know what that's kind of like what i saw on that tv show mm-hmm. they'll be yeah, able exactly. to approach people a lot better and that's
0: something I, I i like that as well that they've done with the um uh the marvel netflix characters um to an extent, but like particularly with Jessica Jones, we've seen it, but I, I hope it's something we, d- we do see parts of it, I think, in the Daredevil shows. But like in the comics, Daredevil, as a character's had a long history of, of um, depression. And I think maybe that's something we, we might get into a bit more. I would really like that if we yeah. did. And well, be really especially cool. after
2: what happened in The Defender. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: But we, we've even got, we've seen it with Danny Rand. Yeah. 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 You know, um, there's there's a lot of representation there so you know even though luke cage uh, not luke cage sorry uh iron fist is my least favorite of the shows uh, uh props for that yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah definitely and if the the long rumored like moon knight series does happen that would mean you'd have a character with like disassociative personality disorder mm-hmm. um so it's just sort of adding to it as well which is you know would be kind of interesting um, but we'll just have to see. So, I mean, we started talking about him. Let's talk about Billy and how pretty he yes. is.
2: Oh, and how pretty.
0: He's so
4: pretty. He is, such, <laughs> he's so, he is pretty. so the bad guy. Um, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, when when Rebecca and I were watching this show um, on the day of release, I think I said to her, my God, he is pretty. But I don't <laughs> trust any man who has facial hair that well manicured. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I
2: agree. <laughs> I um so in addition to what we were saying before about him not joining, um, as we were talking, I'm realizing yeah, he's probably not going to go to group as an example of something, somebody who has it together because he's afraid they'll figure out. He doesn't. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So that's a thought, but yeah, he is way too pretty and I'm very scared that he's going to turn out to be a bad guy because well, I just assumed he was a bad guy when I saw how pretty he was. Um, <laughs>
4: Sorry, pretty people of the world. You're all terrible. You're all, you're all evil.
2: <laughs> okay, there is a difference between somebody being attractive, somebody oh, yeah. being hot, and somebody being pretty. Oh, yeah. He yeah. is so pretty. I would not be surprised if you told me he used to be in a boy band. Um, <laughs> like, his hair is so perfectly wow Yeah. Um, even in Afghanistan, by the way, and I know that they were special forces so they can wear their hair however they want. It was way too long uh and um way too (laughs) (laughs) quaffed.
0: takes his product with him
2: oh my goodness yeah like how do you do that with that much sand in the air but uh i can't
0: remember who i was talking to about his character the other day but i like that this has now become a term that that my friend when i said it seemed to understand when we were talking about his hair and i was like i mean it's just so Steve Harrington, you know, like just <laughs> the best things, and I love that. That's what I needed to say, and she knew exactly what I meant. She was like, yes, "I know. Yes.
2: This <laughs> is the modern version of Steve Harrington. Yes, um, yeah, he should be in a Sears commercial. Um, <laughs> 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 He's so pretty, <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, his eyes are weird, by the way. Like, I can't tell where the pupils are. Yeah, shark eyes. They
0: are. Yeah, shark yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, as we call them. Yeah, he's got very very dark eyes. I also think he does a really good American accent because he is a British actor. Oh, yeah, Ben. Bly- yeah, he actually played like weirdly in the film Stardust. He played Charlie Cox's dad when <laughs> really? like in the flashbacks. Yeah, so um, so he is Daredevil's daddy. Wow. Huh. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, I think he does a really good American accent. Um, yeah, he does. So, right, so are you putting this down as an official Tammy, Tammy oh, uh, sure. prediction, Tammy? In fact,
4: I, yeah, he's didn't a bad even, guy.
0: I didn't even remember typing this
4: note, but when he was talking to Madani, my note was, he says he's Frank's best friend, which probably means he is glad Frank is dead and probably helped kill his family. I don't even remember <laughs> yeah, that's writing <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so something so deep in me felt he was a bad guy, my fingers just typed
0: it. I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> have to so, be aware. automatic writing.
2: <laughs> when they were on that date, by the way, over his shoulder, there is a guy that I thought was micro. Really? Oh. There's this bad. guy with shaggy hair and a big long beard sitting at the bar behind him, and it looks like he's just staring at the two of them. Ooh. And you I'm know- like, how does he even know to be there? They are two very attractive people, though. So if they go out no.
4: together, everyone should be staring.
0: Yeah, Probably. So He's just I don't know. One of those that. Williamsburg hipsters, uh, natty. yeah, probably. <laughs> and it's, it's
2: probably not micro, but I'm like, is that micro just sitting there watching? <laughs>
0: you uh, go back to watch the series, and you'll realize that in every scene, micros there somewhere just watching. <laughs> It's like, where's Waldo? <laughs>
2: <laughs> where's my
0: I like the scene between Curtis and Billy at Frank's grave. We learned okay. that um, Curtis did the, the tombstone for um, for Frank. And I was thinking, uh, Billy, why didn't you do it? You seem quite wealthy. You know, Curtis hasn't got any money. Um, but I, uh, we also get it where Curtis almost lets slip about Frank yes. being alive. And obviously Billy yeah. doesn't know. But that was really cool.
4: And that that was the my affirmation because the way he reacted, I I was just like oh he's looking for whatever info he can get.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, your prediction last week is is still valid. Abby, <laughs> well, that's that's, um, that's I mean valid well, till the ninth episode. <laughs> it's the ninth episode. <laughs> so we we'll have to see. <laughs> have you got any predictions, Natty, that you want to put in?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh yeah, I I would not be surprised if Billy's bad because um, he's way so pretty uh <laughs> I think that I really don't want Sam to be bad okay um, I want to trust him and I don't want them to pull the rug out from under me
0: you don't um, want him to be like um the first well, bad Sam. scarf like misty's partner. yeah yeah yeah
2: I don't want him to be another scarf uh yeah but um, other than predictions, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I hope we see more Karen. Uh, let's talk about Karen. Yeah. Yeah. So I,
0: I have issues with the character. Of Karen. It did lessen a bit when I learned something about this episode, which is when we go to her apartment, um, someone spotted that one of the photos on the sideboard in her apartment is the one of her Matt and Foggy. And that made my heart melt a little bit. So I was like, yeah. oh, uh, so cute. But I, maybe it's just the daredevil fan in me. I need her to be like more grieving <laughs> someone, not as in wailing over Matt, but I, I like the fact that she gives Frank that hug at the end of their scene and she says, It's just really good to see you because she, you know, yeah. thought he might be yeah. dead and everything. Yeah. And I think it's because maybe she's thinking, Well, if he's alive, then maybe Matt is. I don't know. But. I, I think just feel
2: she's like, just thankful somebody she knows is alive.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like a I don't know um, I don't I don't want there to be a relationship between these two. No, no. And I feel like every, whatever they're doing with it is kind of forced. I don't feel like it's natural, like from their chemistry. Um, no, like I said, I I thought that hug they had was like
4: so awkward. I just I just don't see them as being. Even semi-friends. Like, I just...
2: I Even don't in like... Daredevil, she yeah. was so pushing for trusting Frank and wanting to be on yeah. Frank's side. And I didn't know where it came from. Like, I don't see Karen's side of anything. I do think that the reason she's helping Frank and the reason that she has any feelings for him at all is because she lost somebody really important to her that mm-hmm. she's been distant from. And so she's experiencing and um, many of us have felt that like when you lose somebody that you hadn't talked to in a little while and all of a sudden you realize, I need to make sure that every person I know knows that I care about them. And you kind of cling to the people that are in your life. And um, I think that that's part of it. And she doesn't have that many friends. I mean, really, like, who are her friends? She doesn't have any people she hangs out with. She has her editor who got her friend killed um she has <laughs> foggy who she and the, the both of them are mourning the death of matt her other friend. I, I
0: don't imagine them it. hanging out socially either no um, no Like apart from going to the church to mourn matt i don't imagine yeah. them the two of them they, going to you know Josie's.
2: what are they going to do now right now Foggy yeah. can't talk about work with her anymore and um what do they have? They have to talk about all the time that they spent with one other person, because even their times, just, the, you know, where they established their friendship, Matt was always there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And so they don't have... Well, apart from when to they went drunk
0: and um, went to get, uh, what was the fish in the Second episode. And then they were outside Matt's door drunkenly banging on the door.
2: But that's the thing. Like, they went out. They were out by themselves. And where did they end up? They ended up at Matt's. Yeah, end up at Matt's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah true. You know, they don't yeah. have a relationship without Matt, even though that it's not that Matt, they're only friends because of Matt. It's their entire friendship had Matt there. So mm-hmm. when they get together, there's something missing. and they Yeah, can't. it
0: highlights even more that yeah. Matt's not there. Yeah. They can't yeah. build on that. So. She, it would be cool if she became friends with Trish. They seem to get it on would like be. in Defenders. It would be, yeah. But I don't think that she has like friends. Yeah. I think she has her work and that's it. Huh. She's very she um, better to friends. Ellison, isn't she? I mean, she's only been in that job like, what, less than a year? I mean, she's already yeah, got a job Yeah, but he did get uh,
2: What's-His-Face killed. <laughs> <laughs> true. This so. is true. She there can you be goes. lippy to him. <laughs> I felt like he was gonna say, "Yeah, but that was in my days of being really corrupt." <laughs>
0: yeah, corrupt. That you. was before
2: I got my friend killed.
0: I know better. He has now. um, he has the most magnificent beard, by the way. Like he Jeff does. Cantor, yeah, who plays uh, who plays Ellison? Like it's a, like a almost black, but with like white stripes through it, like a, like a Doctor Strange beard. It's awesome.
2: I also really enjoy the way he portrays that character because yes, yeah, right, he's very gray. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was told to kill it, so I killed it. What? You're a reporter. Yeah, but I killed it, because, yeah. duh. <laughs> yeah,
0: because this guy, Wolf, told me to, Well, yeah. and we know well, he's corrupt, so... Mm.
2: The other thing is, like, there is there is a fine line between the people have a right to know and you're releasing too much information, because mm-hmm. sometimes you can release information that can end up getting people hurt or killed um, if it's too sensitive, and so... The people in the in journalism, they have to figure out that fine line. And I'm going to use an example that is completely light and fluffy, but it was when <laughs> the Drudge Report reported where Prince Harry was stationed. Yeah. That was completely wrong, and they did it just so that they would get people to, to listen to their program, mm-hmm. but there was an entire unit, depending on him, and they had to change units because of that. Yeah. Because suddenly they turned a unit that was functioning into a target. Yeah. So, you know, there is that fine line of, well, he said that they were building a case and I was going to get in the way of the case. So I dropped it. So you can see that argument like, OK, but then you never followed up on it. You never said, wait, what happened to that case? Mm-hmm. So there's there's corruption and there's a little bit of legitimacy, I would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Karen's a little too much on one side. Yes. But she, she has always uh, is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well too passionate.
0: Yes. Well there's like the quote that um Deborah Ann said about um uh Karen where she said uh I think like she said one of the producers saying said to her, like, Oh Karen gets into trouble and then Deborah and said, No, Karen is trouble. Yeah. You know? And it's like, Yeah, are
2: it's we, true. You know Are we ever gonna get back to the fact that she killed somebody? I don't think
0: so. I hope so. I I hope so. I mean she's she still carries a gun around in her purse. Um, I mean, I mean, a lot of people do that, but I, I hope so. And I hope we go into the backstory about what happened with her brother or whoever it was yeah. in the paper, yeah. you know, that Ben Urich found. But I don't know, maybe season three.
2: Who knows? Uh,
0: any last notes on any of the characters you guys want to go over?
2: I liked how Karen and Frank met up when he was pretending to be a bumper. <laughs> I love that when he was
0: a rubbish homeless person. Yeah.
2: Oh my Thanks, god. Because all he did was put a blanket over his head. He didn't no, change anything. No.
0: Else, not which at is all. why
2: he's not a hipster. <laughs> oh, By the way, my like, brother you got was any change.
0: Thanks, Karen.
2: <laughs> By the way, uh, as I said, Frank uh, with the beard and everything looked too much like my brother. Uh, yeah. My brother was mistaken for a bum in Penn <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he Did he change? No. Uh, he... So. There's a there's a, a like after like three or four in the in the in the morning, uh, there weren't any trains running out to Long Island until for like four hours or something like they don't yeah. start up again until like uh, six or something like that. I forget. I forget the actual timings. And there's the lobby that you can hang out in in Penn Station yeah. while you wait for your um, your train and only ticket holders can go in that lobby. And he had a cop. Uh, he he was sitting in one of the chairs and he fell asleep. And he had a cop to go, man, you know you can't be here. And he was roughing him up and telling him to leave. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you know, you're not. He's like, I have a ticket. No, no. A ticket. <laughs> and he was just coming back from working. Uh, he works in theater. He uh, does sets. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was just coming back from a job. And yeah, the, the guy thought he was a bum. So. <laughs>
0: But he didn't have a blanket over his
2: head. No, no blanket. He was just wearing like I don't know work pants and the work shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: oh. Um, right. Easter eggs. Yep. Got quite a lot because it's two episodes oh. worth. So I All hope right. you guys are hungry. I do oh,
2: have nope. I do have one thing written down. Um, they call the guy with no name Agent Orange. Yes. I thought yes. that was uh, that was pretty good. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. so we'll call him Agent Orange until we find out his name, which we may or may not find out in a later episode.
2: But especially, well, they're not in Iraq there, but I mean, especially like the whole role that Agent Orange played in Persian Gulf and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, I thought that was ooh, very, very interesting. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's
0: a he's a scary guy, particularly after the Kandahar mission. You know, he yeah. just comes in and he's they're all like obviously freaked out the soldiers like Billy's sitting there his hands are shaking Frank's throwing up um, and then he's just like did you get the guy and he just seems so disinterested like, like, frustrated, like irritated that they haven't answered him he's like did you get the guy did you get the target and it's like no screw you you know so it's-
2: here's my question on those things if it was so mm-hmm. important to just kill somebody why didn't they just airstrike
1: yeah.
2: why didn't they just blow up the entire thing why send in, in any guys at all and then they're like Oh, we can't land, it would be too noisy. So why didn't they just drop? Why did they I land at all? Yeah. Uh that's a perfect uh paratrooper thing. Mm. Um and then it's like, well, we can't have air support. Well, sure you could. Helicopters. Yeah. Um yeah. So like I said, they're they're Kanahar stuff, garbage. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's there was all like very a lot of
0: suspicious. But like when they're burying Ahmed and Frank gets the bullet out, yeah. you know, he says, Oh, Schoonover told me to get the bullet. And like yeah. Gunner's, like this feels like hiding evidence to me. It's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> you know, this doesn't seem right.
2: Yeah, and why? Why would you bury the body? Why wouldn't you? Burn oh, and it's it? we- they just kind of tip him
0: into the ground. It's like, oh.
2: yeah, but- it's just sad.
0: Right, Easter eggs. So, uh, okay, so for episode two, so a little factoids about micro. So in the comics, he is David Microchip Lieberman. So his name's Microchip, but shortened to micro. And he was introduced in uh, issue number four of The Punisher, um, written by Mike Barron and Klaus Janssen. Um, he wasn't married, but he did have a son named Lewis, not uh, Zach. Um, I don't know much about him. And in the, in the Punisher Warzone movie, he was playing by Wayne Knight. I remember that. Uh, oh um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was micro. I about that, uh, the episode, uh, second episode, does a subtle um, homage to the first Dirty Harry movie. The way Frank gives Micro the runarounds to make sure he isn't being followed is what Scorpio does to Harry uh, Callahan in um, Dirty Harry. Uh, in that movie, Scorpio isn't the good guy, and the fact that Frank is essentially mirroring a serial killer, a, a serial killer's action here is no accident. I'm sure that was from Den of Geek. That's what they put. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, quite a few more. Um, oh, I like the fact that the diner he's in is called Pete's Diner. It makes me wonder if that's where he got the, <laughs> the fake name that he goes by, Pete. Uh, that's quite cool. Uh, so for episode three, in the comics, the best depiction of Frank's time in the war is the storyline Punisher Born by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Um, but that's set during the Vietnam War because, obviously, it's written uh, – bit before uh it punishes a bit of an older character uh, apparently it's a very disturbing comic but if you want to read one that's kind of similar to the kandahar story it's punisher born um the character of agent orange uh i won't say his name which i have written here and i just caught myself um, before I say <laughs> it, um is a character in the comics uh, wow. he uh, was created by Garth Ennis and Doug Braithwaite in 2005 but he wasn't connected to Frank's military background but he does have an injured eye and we see in this episode that Frank punched him in the eye and he got that sort of scratch eye. above his eye thing, his eye was all bloody yeah um, so in the comics, Micro's backstory uh, was different uh, his, orig- his origin basically his backstory was that he was hacking into the com- the Kingpin's computer
5: Oh, that's uh, which awesome.
0: Which is kind of cool. Uh, Billy's line about uh, Anne Margaret that he says, he says, like, is, does that mean Anne Margaret's not coming? Is a quote from the movie Full Metal Jacket by Stanley Kubrick, yep. which is cool. Um, Curtis refers to Billy as a man of wealth and taste, which is a reference to the Rolling Stones song Sympathy for the Devil. Ah, uh,
2: uh-huh. more, more. more fodder for him being evil. Uh, a couple more
0: Billy <laughs> Easter eggs as well um frank at one point calls billy billy the butte yeah. um in the flashback and in the comics that was one of the characters nicknames he was billy the butte because he's meant to be beautiful which he is uh and then a nice louise right because i i think i mentioned last week uh frank's reading moby dick um which was quite tongue-in-cheek because it's you know a book about you know revenge chasing the white whale um And I said that there was another kind of tongue in cheek one coming up. The book Billy's reading in the flashback is Dorian Gray, a portrait of Dorian Gray, which is kind of funny because obviously Billy is someone who prides himself on his appearance. But also Ben Barnes, who plays Billy, was Dorian Gray in the movie Dorian Gray.
2: Oh, that's really funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of cool that they gave him that book. (laughs) That's awesome. So those are your Easter eggs for this week, guys. Yum, 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 yum.
2: Thank you. So uh, one thing that your Easter eggs reminded me of. uh, So the girl's name is Leo.
0: Yeah. So the kids' names. Yeah. So um, Frank's because I kept getting confused between the two. So Frank's wife is Marie, Maria, Maria, I think, and his kids are Lisa and Frank Jr. David's Mm -hmm. wife is Sarah. His son is Zach, and the daughter is Leo. And I kept thinking when I was listening to the like when I was watching it. Are they saying Leo or are they saying like Leah or Cleo? But it is definitely Leo. It's Leo in the
2: subtitle. Yeah, the subtitle said Leo. So I was thinking Mm -hmm. her name is either Leonora or something Mm -hmm. like that that shortens to Leo or well, their last name's Lieberman and it's not uncommon uh, to name a gender like uh, a child after somebody who's of a different gender. So she Mm -hmm. could be named for somebody named Leo. I have a friend named Avi. I have a friend named Amit. Both girls. Those are guys' names, and it's because mm-hmm. they were named for somebody who had passed. Mm-hmm. So it so might I be just, that. I, I'm like, I want to hear the whole name. I want to know what the story... <laughs> I don't think it's, we find out. I'm sorry. Oh, it's <laughs> a stupid a detail, video. but it's one of those things I'm like, Leo, really? Yeah, it's it's unusual.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've spent the whole series being like, are we going to find out about that name? <laughs> no. Okay, then. Right. Uh, do you guys have any quotes? again i don't think this shows as quotable as some others but i got a few i think let's see
4: are we splitting them out are we just doing quotes no you can do two and three yeah
0: yeah do whatever
4: uh oh when frank is torturing micro and he's well at the beginning of the torture and he says people think that torture is pain it's not pain it's time and my note was just like yikes frank
0: God damn! (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Yeah. There's a few uh, times where I feel like writing "yikes," Frank. Yeah, like
2: Frank. In reaction (laughs) to that, uh, when Micro explains the uh, how the human mind craves patterns Mm -hmm. and routine, and that he built that pattern and routine over the alarm
1: Mm -hmm.
2: to get him into a position where he could take the advantage so and he brilliant. just kept doing it over and over and over again until he got exactly what he needed yeah. yeah i thought that was cool
0: it's great yeah it's so clever um i like the quote from uh episode two in the diner which is don't get many hipsters around here yeah you still don't lady <laughs> oh, yeah, <it's> so annoyed.
2: <laughs> i love that
0: and following on from that, when Karen mentions to him about the hipster thing, and he says, I've been flirting with the idea of going full man bun. Think I could pull that off? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, please don't, Frank. Please don't.
2: Please don't. So um, I, I found while I was looking for quotes, be- because IMDb has none, uh, yeah. I did find uh, that the diner that Frank is eating breakfast at at the start of the episode is mm-hmm. the same diner that is seen in The Goodfellas.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah. And it's when uh, Ray Liotta and De Niro are meeting and when De Niro's character finds out that Joe Pesci has been killed. So, uh, <laughs> nice. I never would have spied that. No, I yeah. definitely would not have. Um, and uh, Claire, were you familiar with that Two Dead Boys poem? no what is what is, what okay. poem is it? i was going to look it up but i yeah I it's cannot. a nonsense uh it's an example of nonsense poetry and it's a variation of an old english poem called two dead boys i have never heard of it so i thought i'd ask you me neither yeah
0: because I, I, I was thinking what what is this what are you frank what are you on about <laughs> 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 do you still um, have a concussion what's happening <laughs>
2: When Frank is seen lying on his bed reading The Crack-Up by F. Scott Fitzgerald, the camera shortly afterwards zooms in on the alarm clock showing that it's 3 a.m. This is a visual quote of the books. In a real dark night of the soul, it is always 3 o'clock in the morning, day after day. Mm, oh. that's cool. That's, that's that's some deep, like, Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then also the,
0: the first episode is called 3 a.m. as well.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: uh i have a quote by billy which is quite short but it's when Gunnar introduces himself to frank and then pretends to be kind of like super religious and then leaves and then billy goes he seems fun (laughs) (laughs) funny the way he said it
4: (laughs) i i've got a sam quote so we're looking for bad santa <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love
0: it's so random that she's like, "Oh, I think he came down the chimney." Like, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine you're sitting there's like a kid waiting for his Christmas presents, and
5: he's and sitting the by the
0: chimney, and the punisher climbs down the chimney instead. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <like>,
4: <laughs> and I also just like Frankie, or what's it, Billy has a quote that says, "Ours is not the reason why, Frankie boy," and I just like that he calls him Frankie boy, and that yeah. you know punisher calls him billy the butte i just like that they yeah. have they yeah. do have this friendship even though he's yeah evil. yep
0: <laughs> they've got they get some good scenes of their friendship later on yeah. in the oh, series good, good, good. In, in flashbacks
2: yeah so the name of the operation that castle's part of in canada is operation cerberus john yeah. barenthal was the character model for cerberus in the 2003 video game manhunt oh really yeah Wow. That's yeah. Where are you getting these Easter eggs from? IMDB.
0: Actually, <laughs> yeah. I never go on IMDB. I just go on Den of Geek. But also Cerberus <laughs> is like the three headed dog that guards yeah. Yeah. the gates of Hades. Um mm-hmm. I think they even meant I think they mention it later. I can't remember. I'm sure they bring Cerberus up again.
2: In Afghanistan, like a lot of the Ops were named after uh mythological
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: like um Apathina and Things like that, yeah.
0: Doesn't Billy say at one point about sounds like Operation Phoenix or something? Doesn't he say something like that? Yeah, which is obviously a mythical creature. I don't know if that's like famous. Yeah,
2: it could also be a a reference to Jean Grey.
0: Oh, yeah, I like that.
2: Yeah.
0: oh Jean Grey. See, I don't want Jean Grey popping up in the MCU. Just keep her in the X Men universe. <laughs> Maybe get Nightcrawler in the MCU because I love Nightcrawler.
3: I love
2: Nightcrawler. He's
0: awesome. He's great. Him and Matt can talk about being, you know, Catholic together. <laughs> 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 they can go to church
2: together, to just that, hang out.
4: That'll be a fun conversation.
2: <laughs> <It'll be laughs> yeah.
4: Lots of entertainment.
2: <laughs> so, Operation Phoenix was in South Africa. Ah, okay. Okay. It wasn't in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, it's pretty bad. Uh, and then there was a mil. Uh, sorry, there was also a Vietnam uh, military operation called Operation Phoenix. Okay. And a Croatian army defense <laughs> of Slavonia during Operation Storm. There was an Operation Phoenix. So yeah, there's lots of Operation Phoenix yeah. that you could be uh, referencing. Could also mm. be referencing the Phoenix program, which is the CIA. Uh, yeah. Military intelligence program during the Vietnam War.
0: Maybe they did put it in as a little Marvel Easter egg. I don't know. Mm. Mm, let's see. Uh, right. Let's do feedback before we rate the episodes. Okay. I think we only have, I think we've got two voicemails, Tammy, which means I don't have to do any work,
5: oh, which I okay. like. Oh, okay. So they're both, okay, it's just both the voicemail. I
0: think. Let me have a look. Uh, yeah, we've got one from Paul and one from Moira
5: was certainly expecting wolf to stick around a bit longer i like that micro wanted to keep an eye on his family i always enjoy jimmy ray newman so is karen working with frank because she still has feelings for him of some kind or yeah. is he reaching out for someone familiar with matt being dead i suppose while matt's death affected her they had been estranged so maybe that's not a factor i find myself wondering if frank was dirty in the heroin trade up after all, at least to some extent I don't suppose you can shed any light on that suspicion, Claire? In any case, nope. he's You know, far from innocent So I wonder how it all unravels as Madani Digs deeper, especially now that Wolf has gone Oh, and speaking of Wolf That whole cinematic neck snap That's not exactly possible, right? Or at least not that easy? I've been wondering that kind of thing for a while Maybe <laughs> Dr. Moira could say <laughs> I'm really starting to like Micro He definitely has an edge to him You wouldn't expect from an analyst Even one who's gone through everything he has Now it's interesting, someone else is still out there Wolf had said that he had thought Frank sent Micro the disc And we know in fact that Micro sent Frank the disc So the disc had to come from somewhere I'm intrigued to see if Micro can end up working with Madani Especially now that she has some indication that Wolf was shady I suppose in an episode called Kandahar you can expect scenes of war And I've never been much for that So uh, that didn't really do much for me I hope this feedback wasn't too disjointed. I look forward to meeting with you both next week for for the next pair of episodes. Now, I just have to decide whether to watch now or wait to hear this episode and your reactions before proceeding. This has been Paul Mackey. Happy hunting.
0: Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Well, this this episode will be out tomorrow. I know that doesn't help our listeners (laughs) because...
4: They can't hear us.
0: It will be today. But usually we record on Wednesdays and I uh, release them on Thursdays.
3: Hi there, Defenders Podcast. It is Moira reporting in. I'm happy to say that my spouse is watching this with me. Um, He just decided to, you know, tag along and he's just (laughs) loving it. And I've gotten over my my issues with the violence level. Um, There's something I think because... John Benenthal just does such a good job as an actor and he draws me in and I want to know what's happening with this guy. You know, in contrast to Iron Fist, where I felt like Danny Rand only had kind of one layer to him. um, (laughs) The Punisher, Frank Castle, has so much going on up there. It's just fascinating to watch. I like that we're getting the backstory of what's been happening in Afghanistan. It's filling a lot of blanks for me. I like the characters that are they're playing the parts of the other soldiers in his unit um karen page popped back in it was nice for me to see her you know she's uh not really got a huge role and i don't know you know again she's kind of in the preachy role just like she was uh, with respect to uh, the defenders you know where she's harping on daredevil about you know <laughs> <laughs> giving into his addiction, haha. Um, she's kind of playing the same role here. It's like, oh, Frank, you know, you know, at uh, least I care about you, you don't care about yourself, or whatever that line is about, uh, well, one of us cares. I mean, it's just, she's still got that preachiness, and that annoys me. Um, I liked that character very much in season one of Daredevil, and I feel like she's just becoming this kind of nagging moral voice now, and I, I just think that actress could do more. So, I guess... It remains to be seen if that, can carry, can, that sorry, carries on or if it improves. And um, in, in the third episode, um, I thought, okay, that long, I don't know if it's a steady camera or what, but the whole sequence where he is clearing out all the opponents in Afghanistan, in, in those hallways, mm. in those rooms, and the way the um, the camera just focuses on him is so well done, because by the end of that, when he's beating somebody to a pulp, first of all, thank you for not showing me the head he's bashing in. I don't need to see it. But more importantly, it sort of shows um, that that just sort of broke him. You know, when he comes back, and then he he attacks the... I'm sorry, Laura. Whatever, you know, the idiot sent them out there, whatever that guy's name was. Um, you see that something inside <laughs> of Frank broke And it does a lot to explain, you know, why he is the way he is. So I thought that was exceptionally well done. Anyway, yeah, I'm loving this. So there, those are my thoughts. I, uh, you know, I'm setting all this in having not even heard what you thought for the first episode. So I have no idea. Maybe we're not on par at all. But this one, you know, I'm really just pleasantly surprised. I don't know why I I wasn't as sure that Punisher as a series was going to pull me in. But this one is, yeah, far and away. much. I think, frankly, much better than Iron. Okay, those are my thoughts. So, you know, until
2: next time, talk to you later. I think Thank we you, all Moira. were afraid that Punisher couldn't handle his own series. Yeah. Because was there really enough depth? Mm. And especially after seeing uh, Iron Fist, it's, yeah. well, not everyone needs their own show. Uh, but I think that they've <laughs> done an exceptional job with, I'm I am pleasantly surprised so far four episodes in I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with what they've done with this character and the other hesitation is honestly like yeah as much as uh, I, I'm enjoying this the idea of some guy going around shooting people I don't like that yeah. <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. my thing but because I already knew that I liked John Barenthal as the Punisher from Daredevil I was like alright let's give it a chance and again I'm being pleasantly surprised because it's not as white boy porn as i thought it was going to be. Um there's still a lot of that there, but it there's there's as we discussed there's the mental health aspect and there's a lot of depth to this story that they're they're just going deeper deeper deeper. It's not a hey, let's tune in for this hour and 40 minutes of this hour we're going to watch Frank kill people. There's mm-hmm. there's more to the show, i think.
0: Yeah, i i and i think he's a, a big Part of the reason the show works, like so far, yes. and why I was yeah. pleasantly surprised, is I think it's him because I think he's he's just so good in the role. He really like is. I think Moira said, there's so much going on, <laughs> you know, in his brain that yeah. you can see. I just yeah. I like it when you can see characters thinking. I think I've I mentioned last week. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, mean, um, I, I still, thanks, guys. Thank you. I I still have a little bit of issues with the violence just because it's very. I mean, and it shouldn't be easy for me to watch that mm-hmm. stuff, so, you know, whatever, but it's like, I I have to shut my eyes during parts of it, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I watch it with Dan and Josie, and the 11-year-old will let me know when it's over.
1: <laughs> like She's like, alright, mom. Josie's
4: you're... hardcore, though. She like, kind of hardcore. is. But yeah, so y- that uh, is still a little hard for me to get through, but the show itself, I- I'm enjoying the storyline and I I'm more interested to see where it's going, so there's that. Also Moira, I <laughs> we talked about Avenge versus Revenge last week and I
1: didn't
4: I didn't want her to think that I was like saying, No, that's not it. What it was is that it really made me think about what the differences were between using those words and what Frank was doing. So anyway mm-hmm. She had put
0: on Facebook that she was, she goes, all right, I guess it's revenge. (laughs) Yeah, these are the revengers, not the avengers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And also Moira, as Paul asked, is it possible to snap someone's neck? Have you (laughs) you ever done this, Moira, in your medical opinion? Is this what you did in your medical training? Let us know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Moira. Like, really, just every time you send feedback, any anything that we could possibly ask you medically, yeah. just answer that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love hearing Moira feedback when it's Doctor Moira responding yeah. and telling us if something could actually happen or not. I love that stuff. That oh, is yes. great. I would I would listen to a whole podcast of Moira going through Moira's TV medical and film. minute, Yeah. Yes. going through TV and film and talking about well, this works this doesn't and 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 going through all these different examples like that to me I would subscribe in a minute and I would back it on patreon
0: what we're saying Moira is you should do your own podcast where you review every episode of Grey's Anatomy and oh you god say, no, no 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 and no, house no, no, no. and you say how much of it is true
2: <laughs> you could do an episode on Grey's an episode on house and then go through like <laughs> different awesome.
0: yeah <laughs> uh right well now it's time to rate this these two episodes this episode these two episodes uh we'll do them separately i guess yeah
1: that's, that's probably fine. the best
0: way of doing yeah. it tammy i'm gonna throw oh, you under the bus jeez nutty's the guest jeez louise you should, you should throw her oh, yeah. under the bus nutty you're the guest you're the <laughs> guest I'll throw you under the
2: bus. that's fine i'm um, ready so, oh, under the battle I'm so, band i'm obviously reading,
4: so not <laughs>
2: If I'm rating episode two by itself, it's going to get um, a se- seven out of ten micros on top of the diner. <laughs> uh, but if I were rating it with uh, the other, uh, with, with episode three, it would get a much higher rating. But since okay. I'm rating it on its own, it it's getting a seven out of ten.
0: Okay. Um, what about episode
2: three? Uh, episode three is going to get a 9 out of 10 sneaky uh, needles inside a mechanical pencil. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky
4: needles. The needle. best kind. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only yeah. only way to do it.
2: And uh. the reason for that is because it, it made me watch episode 4 right away.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's really good. I really liked episode 3. Uh,
2: I'll go and next we don't time. normally watch for the one episode at a right. time, by the way.
0: Yay. Oh, I'm Sorry, glad I didn't... you guys were like, we need to know what happens. Yeah. Nice. We can watch the uh, the next two
2: now. Yeah. So what was, what was your rating? Sorry.
0: Uh, oh, I haven't thought of one yet. Um, I always think of them on the fly. So I'm going to give part two, I think. Um, I'll give it a seven as well, I think, because I liked the cat and mouse stuff between Micro and Frank, but I didn't enjoy it as much as part three. Um, so I'm going to give it seven out of ten. <sighs> beards that don't join up with mustaches <laughs> i guess <Bro>. and <laughs> part which 3 which you don't like i don't like yeah uh, <laughs> but i i'm not a fan it's like neck beards i could give it neck beards but you know um part 3 i really enjoyed i thought it was a much stronger episode i'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 Billy the Butte
5: um, I thought it was
0: a really good episode. I like the setting up of the relationship between Micro and Frank. I like the stuff with uh, Madani um, after the you know the murder of Wolf, and I like uh, uh, the introduction of Billy. Mm-hmm. Tammy, go, Tammy, yes, Tammy.
4: Yes. Yes. Um, okay. The second episode, yeah. Like you guys, I didn't like it as much as the third episode. Um, This is interesting doing these two episodes because then I kind of can rate them a little bit on a curve with each other at least. (laughs) Um, And it also had Karen and I'm just not a Karen fan, Uh, but it had um, what's his face? Micro's wife. And I really liked her and I liked Mm. she was so good. She was just so good. Yeah. And like everything. So um, I gave, I'm not sure
0: what she's known for. I know Paul mentioned, her uh, in his feet, but I think Jamie Ray Newman, but I don't actually know what she's
2: kind of most known for.
4: Yeah, I looked her up and then I don't remember. So there you go. I'll there was
2: something. <laughs> she's in a bunch of my shows and I can't remember what they are. So I'm I'm looking them up. But uh, yeah, she was in Eastwick. She was in Veronica Mars. She was in Yay, Bates Motel. Eureka, Bates Motel. That's right. She was mm-hmm. in Bates Motel. This the last season, or not yeah. the last, the second to last season. She was in Bates Motel uh she was pretty big in that um but uh yeah she was in eureka i actually now that i remember that she was in a big part of that um and she's in a ton of shows i i haven't seen yeah. any of them um she was in catch me if you
0: can i don't know but i mean yes. probably uh, veronica Mars. i'd recognize her from she was in a lot of episodes and i loved veronica yeah. Mars. yeah yeah uh sorry sammy
4: no that's okay Uh, So, I give the second episode 7.5 out of 10, Flowers in the Windows. (laughs) And then, um... That's the (laughs) song. Oh. Um, I give episode 3. I like that a lot more. I I really like seeing Frank in a different way. Like, we we saw Frank (laughs) in all of his crazies in in the third episode. We saw him happy. We saw him... (laughs) animalistic and we saw him like devious doing the cat and mouse with micro like it it, we saw all of frank in episode three so it was really Mm. good uh uh so i give it eight and a half out of ten life-saving cell phones nice nice and i don't
0: even need a calculator to work out the uh average (laughs) so thanks guys
2: so um
0: episode two got an average of Uh, just over 7 out of 10 so it's probably like 7.25 out of 10 um 7.2 out of 10 and episode 3 got uh 8.7 roughly out of 10 so highest rated episode so far is episode 3 which is cool uh tammy uh jamie ray newman also appeared in the Supernatural episode, mm-hmm. Phantom Traveler from season one, which I believe is Demons on a Plane. If you remember that, episode.
2: yeah. Uh, and uh, she was also one of the main characters in Drop Dead Diva. If you ever saw that, it's, I uh, haven't. I haven't seen once, anything. Once I read that, I was like, Oh, okay. She's the
0: bitch. <laughs> she's really good. I think she's a yeah. really good actress.
2: Yeah. She's well-rounded because, like, her character in Drop Dead Diva is this super super like corporate lawyer everything she's completely pretty and everything about her is perfect and she's every you know she's this overachiever everything and then you see her in the punisher and she is the mom and she is struggling to deal with i lost my husband i have to take care of everything and she's got Mm. all these depths. and it's like the completely opposite character which I love when I can see, you know, like when Kristen Ritter became Jessica Jones, you know, when I can see an yeah. actor have so much range, it's really exciting for me. Yeah. She was also in yeah. General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, General Hospital.
0: She was in Cassidy.
3: Oh.
2: Mm. Um,
0: <laughs> right. Well, next week we have another two episodes and I'll tell you the titles of them. Do you want me to read the synopsis? Sure. Okay. It never says anything, really, does it? Okay. So, okay. So episode four is resupply. Uh, Madani and Sam plan a delicate operation. Curtis tries to connect with Lewis and Frank encourages micro to get his hands dirty. And then the following episode is episode five is called gunner and Frank and micro go looking for answers from a reluctant witness Madani and Sam learn of a looming investigation and, name I won't say, sees a ghost.
2: Spooky ghost. (laughs) So that is
0: next week. Or is
2: Frank or micro? (laughs) I'm
0: not saying, yeah. I'm not saying the name. (laughs) I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, Lassie, thank you for being our guest as always. Thank you for having me. Um, the Fabulous Nutty. Where can people hear, hear more from you if they if they would like to, which they should?
2: You can go to nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S dot org. And you can find the Nutty Bites podcast where we talk about geeky topics and uh, highlight things that are awesome in geek culture. And uh, it's a twice monthly podcast. And this month we put out an episode about video games that only we like. Or only we seem to like. And uh, we did a part of our intro cast that's part of that series, uh, Intro to Ghibli, and we covered Spirited Away. Yes. Yes. So good. So uh, my husband and I, we have never seen the Ghibli movies, and we're being led by Jason and Jen. Uh, Jason has been on this podcast before of the Talk Nerdy to Me podcast, who have seen them all and they're leading us through. And uh, yeah, Spirited Away. uh, Spoiler alert. We liked it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so good
2: it is it's really good awesome
0: cool and i've all, i've been on the natty bites podcast as well before which was yes. so much fun uh, they should and check
2: out the mental health episode
0: yes we did an episode on not. mental health yeah. that was a lot of fun and i can't remember what other
2: one i did with you harold and maude uh, uh, we did a harold comic commentary. book characters yes things whitewashing like that, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think if you just go to nimlas.org and if you type Claire into the search bar, you will find every episode yeah. she's been on. I've got my own tag. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've tagged you, but my search includes all the descriptions and I always list the guests. Look, mom, I've made
0: it. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> awesome. Uh, Tammy, where can people hear you when you're not on this podcast with me?
4: Oh. <laughs> on another podcast with you. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Which yes. is uh, Calavici Fashion Cast. It is a podcast about the fashions of Quantum Leap. Yeah. Do I need
1: to uh, say very, more? I feel like that's it. Yeah. Very niche. Podcast.
0: That's it. There are lots of fashions, and we discuss them. We discuss the episodes as well, but mainly the fashions. <laughs> and we we love it. Yep. I love that show. <laughs> that crazy show with another good good Sam, who I guess could be the sidekick of Al Calavici. Yep.
2: Oh, he's totally the sidekick. <laughs> like what you need is a whole other show where it follows Al through his day-to-day life and then oh, says, I'd watch it. yeah
4: we've yeah, already talked it. about how we need like some kind of spreadsheet to go through everything that Al has done because every episode is just Al going oh yeah so when I escaped from the orphanage that one time, I was a magician, yeah. so therefore I know everything about oh, by the magicians.
0: Way, did, I, did I tell you I was once imprisoned in Alcatraz? Because I was. Yeah. yeah. Did I tell you I was uh, it's great. once uh, one of the headline acts for um, Barnum and Bailey? Because I was. You know, it's like he's done everything. He so is
2: saying. the it's... most interesting man in the world. Exactly. He really is. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, it's like if you were going to have like your dinner party with fictional characters, like who would you have? I'd probably have Al. Because oh yeah. Yeah. he's so interesting.
2: Yep. I would also like to be introduced to his tailor.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: Uh, cool. Well, um, Natty, it is uh, custom for our guests to sign us off with an Excelsior. Would you like to do that?
2: Sure. <laughs> Excelsior. There you go. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. You can comment and send
0: feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenderspodcast or on Twitter at Defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported international licence. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it, you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!